We're hmm? doing yes. Anamorphic Time with Nate and Tyler. It's That's anamorphin. Nate. I'm Tyler. Yes. And this is Anamorphin Time. Your favorite podcast about two assholes <laughs> reading Animorphs, talking about them for a long time. Too long. A sometimes, lot of people, some sometimes people have said even... that it's too long. Uh, they're three hours. Hey, well, no, they're they're close. Hey, if you're with us, you're with us. If you ain't with us, then bitch, you ain't with us. Here's what I would recommend is um, listen to only half and then just move on. <laughs> no, listen to every word we have to say. It's very important. It's like just pick a spot, like you know, like I want to start at, at like hour one, and then you know get the last half. Yeah, back when like the Adderall hits and we're ready to go. Yeah, or like when you're about to go to sleep, or if you're just like on a like a coke bender, just pop us pop us into your uh, listening device, and uh, we'll serenade you to uh, heaven. Yeah, we'll send you straight to heaven. Yep. Much like uh, this piece of shit. <laughs> I love this book. I love this team <laughs> right, pile of shit. Right, let's get before. this. Okay. They can't tell you their names. They can't tell you where they live. But in the mid to late 90s, these five teenagers can turn into animals to fight an invading army of evil brain slugs. Five dumb teens are the only thing standing in the way of complete annihilation. This is Anamorphic Time with Nate and Tyler. Get your hand off my girlfriend, you yerk-brained bastard! <laughs> this is for Daddy. Uh, make it like half the bottle. Catherine Alice Applegate wouldn't want this. She doesn't want this. <laughs> And like they're they're like no stop shooting at children. Oh man, being twelve was weird. Animorphin time. That's Nate. I'm Tyler. We're doing Megamorphs. Yes. Number one, the Andalite's gift. Yeah. So before we get into that, let's start with what we're drinking today. Mm. We have two crowlers, and if you're wondering what a crowler is, I just learned myself. It's a can growler. A can growler. A okay. giant can of beer. <laughs> I picked up some IPAs from Gratitude Brewing Ooh. in Eugene, Oregon. Per- personal friends of the pod. <laughs> Person- we don't have friends of the pod. <laughs> friends, we- friends of the pod. We- Gratitude Brewing. <laughs> so this is a brewery opened by someone that we both know. And it's honestly, if they were not my friend, I'd still say the beer's fucking, fucking oh, really good. Like the, the size of this can makes me feel powerful. 32 fluid ounces. We're big boys. <laughs> it's bigger than a Foster's. Let's... Let's, like, let's show those Aussies, like, who knows how to drink. Yeah. Turns out it's two lonely men. <laughs> gonna, gonna take this beer and boomerang it right to the back of my throat. Yeah. Hey, ask me a yes or no question. I'll answer it as an Australian. Mm, how you... F- uh, what the, wait, hold on. I can't, ask, I can't ask you a serious question. Just ask me a yes or no question. Is green your favorite color? No. <laughs> We're good at accents here. So I have the Lovin' It Out West, which is a Northwest IPA. Mm-hmm. Alcohol by volume, 6.6. IBU's 55. And I am drinking a Juicy Wally Wally, a <laughs> Juicy IPA, because I like I like my beers like I like my women. Juicy. Yeah. <laughs> he full, does. <laughs> full of juice. He, if they're... Nope. Yeah. Okay. I'm not starting getting gross yet. Here, let let me. Let People me... have said they don't like when I get super gross, but I love getting super gross. It's who you are. I mean, like, if anything, this podcast is about being who you are. Yeah. And... Even sometimes who you are is a scary fly or a flea or a tiger or an alien or a magical dust cloud trying to eat your morph energy. Yeah. So the cover of this book is immediately disappointing. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> well. Let's, I knew what was happening by the title of this book, yeah. which is 
Megamorphs. Yeah. So so far, every Animorphs book has had one has had one character on the cover slowly turning into animals. Yeah, and the the title's also been like super straight too. It's like Yeah, the stranger. The, the, the secret. Invasion. The invasion. The invasion, yeah. It's what do you think mm. of Juicy Wally Wally? Oh, the can is so big. <laughs> uh, Apart like, from can size, how's the taste? Uh it's good. I I, I really like it. You know, it, it doesn't feel like I'm drinking like a giant novelty can. It feels like I'm drinking. <laughs> it's like it tastes like it's in a regular size can. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it does. Do you want to try the, the mouth is like the size of a normal can mouth. It looks like it's so tiny. It's but it's a very a comically large can. Yeah. Would you like to try my loving it out west. Like, well, no, like we can't be swapping fluids right now. Well, we tried. <laughs> I tried. Like, here's the thing. I've been like, we are pretty close to each other right now we are breaking quarantine we're a meter apart easily a meter it's a very big room so this is megamorphs one this every book so far has been one character telling a singular story from their point of view and this book it's from all of their points of view every chapter changes to a new character it's never the same character twice in a row do you think that this book aside is that a good idea no has like has any non-animorphs book done it well? Like, could you? It I I would say it works better in a visual medium. For me, it's just like these have always been character studies. Yes, absolutely. Like you know, it, like I that's the one thing I appreciate about the animorphs series is that you you pick a character and you're with them all the way. Yeah, you and understand them. You feel their motivations, their feelings, everything. This is just it's very surface level for an already surface level series. It it was the most Nickelodeon book I've read so far. Oh, and for sure. Like again, that's part of why I love it. This if, this is like a sl- episode of Salute Your Shorts. This isn't well, mm-hmm. no, you cannot Salute Your Shorts. It's an episode of the Secret World of Alex Mack. Yeah, is there it what is. This is. There it is. Is that we're going to have a mm-hmm. surface level caper, and it's going to be wrapped up in a nice little package at the very yeah. end. Because. And- one thing we can give Animorph so far, yeah, they've all ended. They've had endings. They're cliffhangers somewhat. These stories have been a little messy emotionally. Yeah. Like the first Rachel story when she's like, there are children hurting all over and I want to be there for my friends. Right. I mean, the Tobias mental break book. There's been that, a lot of pain. That's There's a lot of pain. There's This is all quips, surface level adventure, short, choppy chapters, and it does not feel like... Catherine Alice Applegate wrote this book. Would you agree? I I would definitely agree with that. We, Nate and myself talked about this a little bit before recording, and her dedication goes to Jean Fywell, Craig Walker, and Tanya Alice, Alicia Martin, who morph my scribbles into books. And as always, Michael. So those are the ghostwriters, right? Of, co- of course. Like, of course. She wrote how many books? Of these? Yeah, of Animorphs. I mean, in the main series, none of the special stuff is either. There are 54 Animorph stories. Okay, and like with the special stuff. Oh, there's Horkbajir Chronicles, Andalite Chronicles, Elemist Chronicles. Probably forgetting another one that's so like, an extra three, plus the four or five Megamorphs. So it's like 65 60 something books. Okay. Anyone there's who can no- do math, write us in, let us know how many books there are. <laughs> yeah, we could have just looked this up. But there's no way she wrote all these books. There's no way. Uh, like, and, and nor should she. I, I think that you know, like, it's okay to have like people come in and guest write. Yeah. Like I and I, I get why publishers are like, okay, we can't say that you wrote these books. I'm not mm-hmm. trying to defend it. I think it's a, 
awful practice. I think you should give credit to whoever oh, wrote the book and just accept that, hey, this is a, a side story because holding the author's vision sacred is a mistake. Absolutely. Um, you know, people should be able to jump in and contribute, maybe not necessarily to the main storyline. Right. And right. But like, say, a Megamorph series where right. they do like a <laughs> little side adventure that yeah. doesn't really affect the main series. Uh-uh. Why the hell not? Why no. not? And I, I look at comic <clears throat> books. I mean, you look at Batman, mm-hmm. Bob Kane, or... I'm not going to get into the politics of who invented Batman. Because we're I don't just, care. We're just going to go <laughs> with Bob Kane. I could care less. Bob Kane, for this argument, Mr. Batman created Batman. But other people throughout history have done Batman better. Right. Same with Superman. Same with the Punisher. Right. Same with Spider-Man. You, so, want, you want other perspectives. So you want other w- perspectives. It on, makes your work better. Like, yeah. Wh- I'm sure... I, I don't know what the series has to offer in the future. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I kind of hope that, you know, after some of these ghostwriters contribute, that she, Catherine Alice Applegate, learns something from their perspective and maybe kind of folds it in a little bit more. Because it's hard to, like, flesh out a character just from your own soul brain. Mm-hmm. Because all the characters are going to sound like you. Yeah. And a lot <laughs> of them do sound like her. Yeah. And, and so. Some of them more than others. Right. And the, the the tone of this book is is all wrong. It's all wrong. The well, characters, for the most part, are wrong. The, they lack their depth in this. And it, I, I don't want to blame the ghostwriters for this. All, no. all three of them, it sounds like. <laughs> no, no, no. We're not we're not blaming the ghostwriters for that because it's, it's all sounded down. It's this, all on purpose. Yeah, this it was very purposefully written this way. The argument that I made, and I am continuing to make, is that this was to draw in new readers. It's okay. a very fast easy read with a lot of exposition that explains where the story is so far so if you've never written an animorphs book you can just pick this up you get an introduction to every single character good guys bad guys plot so far and it's fast yeah this, I, I only it, wish they advertised it that way it's because like it's called animorphs megamorphs the andalites gift yeah and it says nothing about the book it has nothing to do with the andalites gift either it is not that <laughs> they mention it a little bit but like, like yeah but really they should call this one like Amnesia, or the lost friend, or no, any other. Call it the V leak. Call it awesome dust cloud. I like. I liked uh, the monster of the week in this one. It was, but that's all it was. It had no narrative. It's a monster of the week episode. Like if we're if Even, we're relating this to say an X Files, then this is the the fluke man that comes in and he's like, I'm I'm a sewer monster, yeah. and then this is Bruce Campbell as the businessman who's really the devil. It's fine. Yeah, he comes in like they solve the mystery and they move on, and like th- those are fine. I the, think that like animorphs kind of need those just to kind of and we'll get, de- get into the stride of things, and we'll get them. But it you, th- this is not you had to miss some of it, like some of the depth. There, I mean, there's not much. We're reading children's book. When I <laughs> when I bought this book, it said for ages eight to thirteen, and I died a little inside. Yeah, but like then you came back once it, they snuck in some grim things here. Not a lot. Not a lot. But, but they did kind of file in some like, uh, yeah, war is hell. <laughs> yeah, they did. So yeah, I'm a coward and I saved myself. Like. Several characters get torn to pieces in this book. Yeah, they really do. Like, so that's kind of nice. That's, Let's get into let's, it. Let's, so let's we'll roll. start. Let's break down what happened in this book. Chapter one, we start with Jake, and they're all hanging out, and Rachel's feeling guilty because she didn't want to go to a gymnastics weekend. <laughs> gymnastics camp. Yeah, gymnastics <laughs> camp. Which the is thing a very, that definitely happens. A real thing that happens. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I mean, I guess. I don't know. I wasn't talented as a kid. Like, maybe they have like, hey, you actually have a useful skill. Go to this camp. Camp. I mean, we had like baseball jamborees and football jamborees when I played sports. But the the only thing we were like competent at. I I like to think of in high school was theater. Like yeah, we did, we theater did have thing. theater things, but like we never went to like theater camp. <laughs> <laughs> theater camp? What is that? And like, yeah, I'm sure it exists. Oh no, we did though. What? Don't you remember the Earth Day shit that they made us do? I didn't go to that. Oh no, <laughs> I was like, I was doing some other cooler shit during that. We, I think I was doing like some film stuff. We <laughs> at that time myself, I helped put on a bunch of Earth Day improv. Oh no, I remember people at doing the it. County fair and it. Fucking sucked. Like so, she she's doing that. She is going off. Uh, well, that, that's what she's supposed to be doing. She's supposed to be going off to uh, gym camp. But like, that's the and, chapter. That's yeah, all. That's the. That's and, it. And Marco gets to be a sexist. Oh well, you know, like always though. Like I don't think that's totally a surprise. No, but it's. I mean, it's a regression. It's. <laughs> what does he say? Marco says stuff like, "Think of me when you're on the uneven parallel bars." <laughs> like, what does that mean? <laughs> I. It's it, like you're right in that like that sounds dirty, but I don't know why. That's also the chapter where they set up the pool party. Yeah, Marco is sullen that a girl named Darlene didn't invite him to a pool party because he stole what is that a Bill Murray joke? Putting a candy bar in the pool, it, so it looks like poop. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's been stolen to the point now where it's part of the cultural lexicon. Like nobody can claim that joke anymore. Yeah, what is that? Porkies? Like, I don't know. Probably, but like whatever. It's 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 hack. It's like it's, it's just been done everywhere. It's hack. <laughs> but like whatever. That's in Marco's character to do something hack, right? And he, yeah, and he's like, yeah, she didn't invite me because she just wants to fuck, or you know, eight to thirteen year old language for this girl has a crush on. Me. She likes likes me. Yeah, she likes likes. It's <laughs> they yeah. just want to like. You know, be boyfriend and, girlfriend with each other. Yeah. <laughs> I want to hold hand and and have weird feeling in tummy. No, that's, like that's an eight and thirteen year old's <laughs> idea of sex. No, I, no. <laughs> what is that? Not what it was. I, maybe I don't know. When I was holding hands with my eight to thirteen year old girlfriend <laughs> while I was eight to thirteen, all I could think was like I remember breaking up with my sixth grade girlfriend, mm. whose name should I say it? Yeah. Krista. I mean, I'll cut out the last name, but yeah, sure, go for it. Uh, and I remember my previous ex-girlfriend, Jill, I was like, why are, why are we ending this? And she's like, you didn't do enough for your love life. And I remember thinking, I'm a sixth grader. What's love life? Yeah. Like, that's all it is. It's just like you're recreating things you see on television. Mm-hmm. I remember, like, my sixth grade girlfriend, I like, I got her chocolates. I'm like, I got you these chocolates. Is this Rayanne? No, no, it's, it's not. That was a dare kiss. Oh, that, yeah. My first kiss was a truth or dare situation. Oh, which, I thought you meant you went to a dare thing and you got real horned up talking about drugs and had to kiss someone. I, listen, I wasn't that cool of a kid. Fair enough. <laughs> if either. I was a cool kid, I'd be all about that dare life. <laughs> I mean, I was part of that dare life. I think I got a shirt, but like, no, this was um, her name was Dee Dee. She lived in a trailer park. Here's the first problem I have with this book. And I realized it right away. How many chapters are in this book? 40 fucking 4. 44. Right. There's so many chapters in this book. Most, every Animorphs book. So let me break it down. Mm -hmm. The typical Animorphs book is between 21 and 24 chapters. And they're about 150 pages long. Yeah, chapters are meaningless, really, if we think about it. They really are. This book is 
The story itself is about 180 pages long, so only 30 more pages, double the amount of chapters. Yeah. Some of these chapters are two pages long, and it's like, what the fuck? Well, like, what do the you... The first you... one-third of this book yeah. is repeating stuff that the reader already knows, that the characters have to repeat back to each other. Well, yeah, this is the recap episode, you know? If we're talking those, talking about Animorphs in the context of a TV series, this is that episode where... It's a it's a bottle episode where they talk about past events to catch everybody up mm-hmm. because they may not have read like you know books one through seven or whatever, right. which were dope. Um, so like it, it serves that purpose, but it's also like it does it in a boring way. Mm-hmm. Um, and and, and well, at the end of the first chapter, Cassie mentions having another premonition dream, and it goes nowhere. Yeah, it does for thirty chapters. Well, it goes nowhere. And there's no at, payoff. There's no yeah, real payoff. It goes nowhere forever. Like, it, it doesn't run into any conclusion. It's just kind of like, I had a, a dream where I might have to make a choice. Right. And then it just is gone. And a whole book earlier in the series was dedicated to her dream meaning something. Right. Does Kelsey have psychic dreams? She talks to fucking whales. <laughs> Like she's yeah, she's got psychic dreams and she talks to talks to whales. There's magic. Okay. <laughs> there's ma- I guess there's magic. No, yeah, like Cassie's magic. It's cool. <laughs> so is, I mean, where does where does roll with it? Yeah, that's but like the- but here's here's my point about the chapters. Um is that chapters are meant to kind of give you a context switch, right? Mm-hmm. Either you're switching characters or you're switching locations yeah. mm-hmm. or you're switching what it is that you're talking about right. for a period of time. It gives your brain a break to kind of right. switch over. And the second two-thirds of this, they get better at making that flow. Right. But this first third... No, it's just snapping all over the place all the time. And and like sometimes they recap things mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that they just did. Yeah. Right? Like, um, so, so after chapter one, what happens? Rachel decides, okay, I'm going to go on the retreat... Oh hey, I think I want to fly around first. Yeah, that she wants to say goodbye to Tobias before she goes yep. on the retreat because like cause the, Tobias is because they're they're they're, tight. Gonna, they're gonna fuck right. Yeah, like no, of course, because who wouldn't want to? Because Tobias is great. <laughs> so Rachel's like, I'm gonna go say goodbye to Tobias. I'm gonna turn into a bald eagle because she's the leader, and the leader is a bald eagle of this country. Yeah, I don't. If you're in another country, one, please let us know because that'd be really fucking weird. And two, fuck other countries. Yeah, America's we, gone soon anyway, so like, yeah. we're great. I mean, definitely abolish borders, but mm. she decides to turn into an eagle, go say goodbye to Tobias. Yeah. She is like, <laughs> she immediately gets swarmed by other birds. Not just like re- blue jays. <laughs> yeah, they were blue jays. Blue jays come and swarm her because I guess she was flying too close to their nest. Right? And she's like, oh, fuck. Fuck this. I'm out. <laughs> she turns around and slams face first into a tree yeah and gets knocked out like the, the chapter the out. chapter ends with like i think her just like yeah. fading she's out of like consciousness. no i need to wake up and morph and so like at that point i thought like oh is she gonna go after the two hour mark right right because if you get knocked out i imagine it's probably for a while oh <laughs> uh, yeah i mean some people are out for just a couple minutes some people are out for a while what about a bald eagle I imagine a bald eagle going full speed at, into at a tree into is a tree. dead. But right. You know what? She's got the spirit of Rachel, and Rachel's a fighter. Xena warrior princess, as they say every other chapter in this book. Yeah, like some of the references that were charming have now become like something they lean on. Like that that's the thing about this entire book is that a lot of it is taking things that were present in previous animal bo- books and just like Cranking everything up Just to eleven, beating like, the all, dead horse. All the onomatopoeias were like really starting to get to me. Of like the zooms, the biffs. Yeah. Brack. 
of the Velik or Velik, Velik, yeah. Velik. Look, Catherine Alice Applegate, write us in. Let us know how to say some of this shit. You'd be a real shorm. You'd be a shorm of the pod. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. coined that one. So chapter three, it's a Marco chapter. He's still sullen about not being able to go to Darlene's pool party. He's like, here's this girl. I'm the cutest guy in school. They got to invite me. So Axe, you and me, we're going to do some crime. So he, he wrangles Axe into like a buddy cop situation. And this is the this is the chapter. Like I was annoyed with the other chapters, but this is the one where it felt forced. You knew that this wasn't going to be an I was like, book. oh, this sucks. Yeah. Like, oh, these characters are sanded down. Because we've made forward progress with character, with Marco, with Tob- with everybody. Yeah. And now he's like, he's painted as the smart one. Marco? And yeah, Marco. They always say Marco's the smart one. He's clever. He's clever. They say he's always got a plan. He's always thinking ahead. And I mean, th- is that not true? Like, I always felt like Marco was the... The scheming type, not necessarily like the the most like self sacrificing person. No, but not like self sacrificing. But he, like he, he has a plan. Yeah, most he's of the time. smart. Yeah. yeah, and his plan here is to turn into mice with axe and go listen in at the pool party to see if they talk about him. I get that. Like th- that doesn't seem like uh, something out of character. I mean, it does at this point. Earlier on, <laughs> it's. It's just a dumb plan. It's a Nickelodeon uh, after-school plan, right? Like it's yeah. the plan of like this is going to be a half-hour episode where like Marco gets into hijinks and learns, right? Uh, you know, like a valuable he's lesson. On a part. Well, he's and he's just, like, "You have to help me, Axe. Otherwise, I won't give you the magic powder that gets rid of yeah." These that's bugs. a that's a real dick move. Like that sorry. was. And Tob- so Axe has fleas, Axe and has Marco fleas. is holding back the flea powder because. Yeah. And Tobias is like, "Hey, man, don't be a fucking dick. Just give him the flea powder." He's like, "Fine, I will." But it's like, come so on. Tobias knows about this plan too. Yeah, That's Tobias cool. is there, not quite ready to shit in his mouth, but getting close. <laughs> Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Tobias wants to shit in everyone's mouth. Just Marco's. It's uh, yeah, it's super good. Yeah. So they agree to it. The plan is Tobias catches a mouse. Yeah. Gives it to Marco, and then he and Axe acquire the mouse, mm-hmm. and then they sneak into the party. What could go wrong? Let's yeah, the, nice... This whole party setup seems it's pointless. I think like and contrived the, and contrived, and at the end of the day, it does nothing. Right. Um, but it, it's a way to get them. It's a way to start off the book without like it's a first act that goes nowhere. It. I think this would have been less contrived. Had he been invited to the party, but he's like, I have a crush on Darlene. I want to see if she likes me. I want to turn into whatever. Yeah. You're going to help me, Axe. Like, that would have been better than, let's turn into a mouse and sneak into this girl's house, and then I'm going to use brain talk to make her think of me. It's to set up a comedy moment, which sucks. Like, you know, comedy should just, like, kind of happen naturally in a situation that leads throughout the story right but this is solely just so marco can have a funny moment mm-hmm. um yeah it, it, it doesn't land it, it doesn't land and it doesn't go anywhere it's like all right even as a kid i would think that this sucks right yeah and i'm pretty sure as a kid i did think this sucked yeah so they go to the party yeah the next chapter is jake and cassie going to the party and they feel guilty because they're like, well, they didn't invite Marco because Marco is being a dick. Yeah, but this Marco's our friend. We should support our friend. But hey, we're here at a pool party. Whatever, it's cool. Yeah, and then like whoever wrote this is describing what a kid's pool party looks like, which is like uh, you can. It's the most boomer description of like what a 
pool party is for yeah. kids. Like, like what is a pool party for you? For me, it's like you get a bunch of kids in the pool and like, hey, let's make a whirlpool. Yeah, they play, they splash. They, they, they play stuff. some Marco Polo. They dive for rocks or whatever. Yeah, like, but she describes it as 40 or 50 kids in a pool. Which is a nightmare yeah. of kids. If that's a small pool, that sucks. If it's a big pool, they're rich, and we should kill them and take their pool. Well, they say here that Darlene is a rich family. Oh, they do say that, don't but they? But even then, like, I, we have both been to rich kids' parties before, uh-huh, uh-huh. and 40 to 50 kids is, like, way too many That's for way that. too many. Like, the richest pool party we went to, yes, there were not 40 to 50 kids. No, like, rich people don't want to have to deal with, like, a, a swarm of kids. No. Like, no, it's like you invite the other rich kids' parents over. And, yeah, you know, and like, that's, that's it. Um, but anyway, I guess, like, 50 kids were there, and they were dancing by the pool. Like, yeah, I, I'm picturing, like, Peanuts dancing, where they're just, like, they're just kind of grooving to themselves. But, like, like, no, that's not how life works. Anyways, and then like, it doesn't matter. None of this matters. Then they hear screaming, and... <laughs> Darlene comes running out, screaming, mice, mice, oh my god, there's a mice, get it. And some guy named Hans is yeah. like, don't worry, I killed the mice. Yeah, I, li- I like Hans Don't lot. worry, I killed, the mi- I killed the mice. Yeah, and he's just like stomping around trying to step on mice. And, and Jake and Cassie both realize that the mouse is listening and yeah. adapting. And they're like, Marco. But see, we, the reader, already know it. We, we already know that the, it's Marco. Like, right. so there's no suspense. There's no like, we we know who this is. Right. right. And and then the end of this chapter, they're like, whoa, look, a tornado in the sky, and a whirling tornado comes, and the chapter ends with, I felt a terrible sensation of dread from deep down inside. The dust swarm grew solid. Within seconds, it assumed a shape, a shape like nothing ever seen on planet Earth. And, and then it struck. Yeah. And while reading, I'm like. That's big. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, uh, like, oh, this is going to change all the books forever. Right. Because the whole idea is that this is a secret war. Mm-hmm. Right. We're, we're in the secret war. Like, they are, the Yerks are going to great lengths to hide their presence. Right. And then all of a sudden, like, okay, cool. We've got the smoke monster and it's going to attack 50 kids <laughs> <Yeah>. in a pool. <laughs> the smoke monster from Lost just shows up. Just... <laughs> and I'm like, okay. This is not part of the main story. There's no way because, like, if a, a fucking smoke monster shows up, like, that's gonna give it away. Yeah. So I'm like, completely. okay, maybe this is just like a what if scenario. And so, right. And and like, so anyways, it cuts to the next chapter and then it rolls back. Yeah, it goes to Marco back in like near the house, and they're like, we sneak into the house. party. Yeah. But like, I'm already like, what's this monster? Right. And like, you don't need to roll back the events. I we already saw it. We saw right. the mouses like you know tormenting Darlene or whatever. Right. We like, know we don't, that we don't need to see this part. We don't need to see the part where Marco acquires a mouse and Axe acquires a mouse. Plus, huge fucking plot holes right here because Axe would have to be in human form, turn back to Amulet form, go to mouse form. <sighs> Just. Yeah. But they, like. This was not thought through like the other books were. And that's right. saying something that calling the other books thought through. I think we as podcasters need to be careful about picking this book apart because. It is so full of holes that we will just like fuck them. Like we're, we're no. podcasters that fuck. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll just have like with each other. I'll fuck your holes. So you fuck my holes? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but like, no. What I'm saying is that like we could just like every single plot hole in this way. If we go through and just tear it apart, right. like it's just gonna be this shredded mess, and we won't know what to do with it. The, like we just have to like let shit go, and, and it's hard because like. 
this one is spitting in the faces of the other books. Right. Like, like the other this, books are so careful. <laughs> the other books, like, yeah, there's potholes here and there, but you can kind of forgive them because in one sense they serve the larger narrative. This let's P- plot holes for no reason. Let's skip this shit where he torments Darlene and crawls on her foot. Whatever. That's it. He crawls on her foot. She runs out. The smoke monster rips the roof off the house. Just yeah. tears right through it. Yeah, trying to we know later, like trying to get to these uh, to to, to Axe and and uh, get Marco. to Axe and Marco. Right, Axe and Marco run to the basement to morph back. Yeah, Marco wants to be human, and then Axe has to turn into an analyte and then a human again. Stupid, stupid. No, it, it, it's fine. The, the thing is, it just doesn't matter. It doesn't like, matter. You know, none of this matters. So like. <laughs> Animorph in time. None of this matters. <laughs> you can't get angry at this book because nothing matters. <laughs> right? <laughs> you can't be mad at us if our podcast is too long and bad because nothing matters. These are good beers, huh? Yeah, right? Oh, I have so much. They're big. They're so hefty big. Hefty cans here. Hefty cans for hefty, hefty boys. Hefty cans. But they so, re- so that's why, like, you know, uh, you, we just have to, like, keep on rolling with it because otherwise, like, th- this book... This book is not going to affect the main story. No. Right? So, like, it's totally cool and if, that, like, the things next break. book, it gets a, th- a throwaway line. Yeah. And that's how I remember this book even existed. Yeah. So, let's just roll with it. And, like, you know, things. some things are important, right? Yeah. So, this smoke monster, which is described as a swirling, thick tornado made of knives and mouths. <laughs> just... A great image. Like... Like... There's some good images in here. Let's yeah. Get some I mean, credit. they do design their evil aliens really well. Yeah, and I was picturing the whole time all those scenes from Evil Dead with the smoke, just like <laughs> chasing them. That that's cooler than I was thinking. I was thinking like the smoke monster from Lost. Oh like, fuck that smoke monster! The monster is about to eat them, and it flies away. Right. Yes. The the monster. Uh, like just randomly leaves, and we yeah. don't know why. Marco's human form is Axe also in human form. Or yeah, they, they've all like they've all put on their uh, their human forms in disguise. And so, in, in chapter six, we cut to Rachel waking up. Rachel waking up, her brain completely smooth, gone. I'd say she got Jake brained. <laughs> she has amnesia. She has amnesia. Like like no beating around the bush. She has like. She has soap opera amnesia, not like, oh, I kind of like my brain is fuzzy, like actually getting concussion sort of thing. Like, I don't know where I'm at amnesia, like actual concussion shit. Yeah, she's like, like, am I who, man? (laughs) She's like, I'm fine now, except my memory is gone, except I also like, no. She has soap opera amnesia where like she doesn't remember her name. She doesn't remember that she's an animal. No. And more. <laughs> and she looks down. She's half human, half bird. Yeah. So she's freaking out about that. This is when my brain kind of just like snapped. I was like, oh shit, this is bad. <laughs> <laughs> I did like that. That's when my brain really kind of like took a, a full turn on like, this is, this is the trash pile that I expected uh, Animorphs to be. Mm-hmm. Right. Because that's, that's what we said before we were recording. This is the book that. M- is what most people think Animorphs is. Right. And this is the point where uh, my brain kind of snapped. And you just turned off higher functions and went with the ride? No. Like, every every time it came up, I was just like, I, I hate this. Specifically, the Rachel Amnesia stuff. Mm-hmm. Because it's so tropey that it started to, like, damage my image of Animorphs a little bit. Like, it, it, it's yep. something that's, like, kind of mm-hmm. actively, like, hurting my, my past experiences with the books. Um... And yeah, like I hate it. I hate it so much. I hate every little bit of the amnesia plot, and it goes on for a, the rest of the book. Yep, 
and she she has amnesia and she stares at this dust cloud that's just staring back at her yeah it, like they have a moment yeah they're looking at each other as i lay there i had a terrible feeling a feeling that this swirling thickening cloud was watching me considering me focusing on me but i could not allow myself to be distracted i was still not fully human i wanted to be human again Maybe, maybe once I was human, I would remember who I was. <sighs> Just even, even dumb. The, even the prose is bad. <laughs> so like they, the descriptions of her losing her memory aren't like artistic. Like the, no. there's no like really like. And when she starts to get his back, it's like Flash. I remember the night before. Flash. I know a bird boy. Yeah. Flash. Like that's that's the thing that caused the most damage for me in this book is the breaking have, of the yeah. onomatopoeias. Uh-huh. Right? Before I kind of appreciated a little bit mm-hmm. like you know of like the swoom of yeah, like Yeah, they served the, a purpose. Right. It and was there to like really like convey direct actions. The but, sound of the valik is the only good onomatopoeia because it's brack and you know that's the valik tearing through shit. Yeah, well, because like our favorite sound. Well, yeah, because like they're they're doing a motion, and I think it's okay to like you know add, add some noise to add some excitement to mm-hmm. like you know a punch or a kick because Absolutely. otherwise reading it's a bit boring. But like having a flash zoom zoom like th- those kind of things, those like you can describe those with feeling. Like I was hit with a, sh- a sudden white flash of memories as it burned across my brain. Right. Like you know, like those kind of things. You could elaborate a little bit more on those. Yeah. The, Instead of just saying like, "Oh, I remembered a scene where I I had friends," <laughs> like it would be better. It's like tear went the pain across my brain as I right. remembered my bird boyfriend. Yeah, <laughs> you could integrate them both. God, I'm a good writer. Yeah, gonna, let, let's just let, let's talk about how good of a writer you we're are. We're so good. McDonald says I have wonderful words. I was about to say. We're better writers than the writer of this book, but we don't know. Yeah, and besides, probably. yeah, like this is like one of their paychecks. This is just a this is a Tuesday activity for the ghostwriters of this book. So let's not let's not be too harsh. Oh no, they got to make their wage. And honestly, the longer this book went on, once we get past the first third, the action picks up and just goes. Yeah, and it's we, interesting. Yeah, so let let's get to that. Like, what what happens next? Uh, next, we go into <sighs> Tobias, where he's just sort of watching and he he's watching his friends go to the party and he's like man i wish i had friends i guess i'm friends with axe but i would like to go to a party again maybe i don't, I don't know yeah it, it, and well, then then he sees the tornado monster so throughout this these chapters like it's just been like, like recaps is, of yeah, this like is, this is backing to watching tobias see the house get torn up you see the tornado over rachel wanting to eat her and then it cuts back to Tobias, who's like, I'm a sad forever bird who has no friends. Oh, my friend's house got eaten. He had a snake. There's a part where he's just like, I had a snake, a rare delicacy. Yeah, I had a rare delicacy. <laughs> it was a snake today. Yeah, which I, I, I like that. <laughs> I like the scene of just Tobias being a bird. I mean, the Tobias stuff in this book honestly rips. Yeah. Because it's the most true to character. Yeah. And, and like he doesn't play a pivotal role in any of this, really. Like this, this book does not deal with Tobias because I think that they don't know how to deal with Tobias. <laughs> no, he often gets, I mean, thrown to the back. Yeah, and well, this book especially, I think he's just very much just kind of there to add color commentary and fly away. Mm-hmm. Which is, hey, good, keep keep my boy pure. <laughs> and honestly, without him, they would not have finished off the Velik like they did. Well, it's fine. They know it's coming. We're not going to say how yet, but Tobias is integral. He's the best one. Agreed. <laughs> 
And <laughs> so, mind. so like, what is this chapter doing though? Say, aside from saying Tobias misses being a human and he ate a snake. That's that's the point of this chapter. That's the chapter. Moving on. Moving on. Oh, the house got eaten. Yeah. <laughs> and so he. So chapter eight. Chapter eight. We're back to Rachel. Ugh. Like, here's the thing. Like, if we keep on going chapter by chapter like this, it's gonna be a nightmare. Because there are 40, like 45 chapters. I mean, we have to do it. Let's see. Chapter eight. Rachel gets chased by the smoke monster. Yeah. Runs in the water, gets away. Uh, Yeah. And like this part I actually did kind of like because it describes her running away while transforming. Yeah, that was pretty good. And I thought that was kind of cool because like she's like this half bird, half human and her bones are breaking while she's crawling away <laughs> from the smoke monster. Uh-huh. Um, And I'm like. Okay, that's kind of rad. That's pretty good. And then she jumps behind a Ben and Jerry's truck. <laughs> yeah, oddly specific. She, she crosses the freeway, running across traffic, and then the smoke monster destroys a Ben and Jerry's truck. Yeah. To the point where she says, I was covered in pints of Cherry Garcia and Wavy Gravy. It's like, oh, okay. Do they still have Wavy Gravy? I don't think so. Uh, they, they definitely have Cherry Garcia, my favorite flavor of ice cream. I like the banana uh, chocolate one. Chunky Monkey? Yeah, if that's what it's called. Yeah. You, you got to get up on your Ben and Jerry's. Apparently, I do. Yeah. Tornado my butt, Marco said. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That thing was alive. Let's just go right back <laughs> into chapter nine with Cassie. I, I just like the phrase, tornado my butt. <laughs> He's telling Jake what he wants for his birthday. <laughs> tornado my butt. <laughs> Ooh. So, like, they, so they're at Cassie's. Yeah. Watching TV, axes in human form. They're they're recapping what happened. Yeah, they're recapping exactly what happened. We were there. We, we read were that. There. Se- we read that section. A tornado in a truck, it. and they're just talking about it again. But like the whatever the point is, like they're the, the, the news is, is writing. Yeah, it off. the point is they're watching the news and they're like, oh, it's just a tornado. And then Cassie sees something on the TV. She sees Rachel in the news footage. Yeah, and she's like, what the fuck is Rachel doing there at the scene of the tornado attack? Right. Chapter 10. Chapter like, 10. These things move so goddamn quickly. They, <laughs> like, so they're like, like a new scene. Here we go. Yep. Cut back to Rachel. Chapter 10. We're going into Rachel. I spent hours just walking in the woods, walking and trying to remember. Who was I? What was I? I didn't know. My mind would not answer me. <laughs> so, it's she, so answer good. me, I yelled at no one but the trees. Who am I? <laughs> Stupid. So, so good. Actually, here's the thing. I kind of like that level of schlock. I think this is where I was starting to turn around on the book. Oh, yeah. Of like, oh, I'm back in again. <laughs> Rachel looks like yelling at a tree. Who am I? <laughs> Who am I? Like, Who am I? Am I human? Is so good. I mean, yeah, this part's good. <laughs> because it's like... It, it it passed the barrier from like B movie to D movie, and, and I was just like, "Oh, I'm in all the way. Here we go. Right. Let's go. Let's go full trolls two on it." You know what? <laughs> like, she does come upon a nilbog. She does. And she finds like a. Cr- she comes across a crazy lady. Do you remember the, the thing she sees first that spurs a memory? What? It's the most sexist thing. She sees a shirt, and she's like, "Oh, that must be from that department store." Yeah. Her first memory is shopping. Yeah, her first... The strong Sun Tzu quoting warrior badass. Her first memory is shopping, shopping, shopping. I love 
The Limited. What did, what did that mean? The Limited? The Limited? Oh, it's a store where I get good clothes. Flash store. It was a store. Clothing. Tables covered with folded tops and bright colors. I was there. I was there shopping with... I knew there was someone with me. I could feel the fact that someone was with me, but I couldn't see any more. The memory fragment was only a brief snippet of time. It told me nothing. (laughs) All right, yeah, I'm back in. Right? I'm back in. That's good. I mean, it's so bad, it's good. That's how we describe this one. Yeah, like, even the prose changes itself to adopt the new, like, Harlequin novel, like, framing here. Right. Like, it's that level, it's bad romance. Right. You know, it's like, flash, and then I saw him. He was standing there. His, his Rippling muscles ready to take me, but I would not stop him. Zoom! <laughs> <laughs> he entered me liquid smooth. So like, she wanders up on this troll covered in too many clothes. That's how well, they yeah, describe I, her. She, th- this, she, wasn't, this wasn't well written because I got confused. I had to reread this chapter. This wasn't well written, but honestly, it was some of my favorite stuff in the book. Yeah, agreed. Like, But it, I didn't know what was happening at this point in the story because... She was like wandering away from the highway into the woods. And then the flash, like, oh, I saw the limited. I thought she actually saw a store right, in the yeah, distance. I, I did too. But it was just, you find out a couple pages later, it's a log cabin just covered with clothes. So, like, was that intentional? Was it meant to be misleading of, like, oh, she came across, like, a a department store? I think we're giving it way too much credit that she's trying to write how confused Rachel was. I think it was just badly written. Because I read that as, like, a mirage. Like, oh, she saw a department store in the distance. She got closer. Turns out it was a crazy lady in the woods. Who had way too much clothes. (laughs) Because Rachel's like, man, my feet hurt. I wish I had real clothes. She wanders into a cabin with a crazy lady who has clothes. And she's like, if you want something, that'll be cash, credit, or check. (laughs) This this is so great. Because, like, what is this woman doing in the woods? Well, she went nuts after she got yerk-brained. Yeah. Okay. Which, Which, I guess, like, hurt her brain enough that she just, like, hoarded clothes in the woods? I... I don't know how she got here. She's so far the most interesting character in this series. Yeah, like, she's asking, like, she's bringing up good questions. It's like, really sad. I she don't died care. in a fire. Yeah. We can assume that she died. They never mention her again, do they? No, I don't think they do. But, uh, but like, there's this scene she where... She tries to get clothes, and she's like... We, she's, you gotta read it. We gotta read it. Okay. Excuse me. I said, ma'am. If you want to return the item, you'll need a receipt. Uh, can you tell me your name? She stopped sorting the clothing. She turned a sly grin toward me. My name? Or its name? We are two, not one. Yes, yes. If you want to return the item... Your name, please, I said. It's gone now, she said craftily. But it will be back. Oh, yes, they'll be back. They never go away forever. I guess normally I might have been frustrated. I might have even gotten annoyed, but I knew now what what it was like to have your brain betray you. Who does all this clothing belong to, I asked. Mine, she shrieked suddenly. Mine, it's mine. Okay, okay, it's all yours. I found it all. People throw it away. It's mine. Yes, it's yours. But I was wondering, you don't have any shoes. I thought you could let me borrow a pair of shoes. Will that be cash, check, or credit card? I, um, I had an idea. Maybe it was stupid. Maybe it was a little cruel. I bent down and picked up a chunk of pine bark on the floor. I held it out to the woman. Credit card. She took it. She looked at it in confusion. Then she looked up at me. There was something lost and desperate in her eyes. 
Is this the store? She asked. It's your store. She forced a shaky smile. Let me know if I can help you find anything. I will. That's like <laughs> that. That's so dark. <laughs> like this, but like, so you have had interactions with uh, people that have mental impairments. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Is this how you would interact with them? Yeah. Right. Like people in like end stage dementia or in the middle of like a manic or psychotic break. Right. Disagreeing with them, fighting them on it only puts them into an aggressive move and they fight you. Sometimes you have to go, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. all right. Here, I, yeah. Found this, I found your credit card. And <laughs> one of the first things they teach you in nursing school is like if an older dementia person is acting up, you give them simple tasks. Like you make them clean something, you make them fold linens, you just give them something comforting they can do that occupies their brain. And right. for her, folding clothes and selling clothes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, hey, Rachel, Rachel needs shoes, I guess. Yeah, and um. so she plays along, and the woman's just like, are you one of them? And we find out that this woman... This woman had a yerk brain. This woman, yeah, so the woman... So this is after the Cadrona got smashed. Yeah. Right, so, like, her yerk died, uh, we assume. So let me, let's, I'll read what happens next. Okay. I heard a creak of rusty hinges behind me. I turned to look. The old woman had opened a trap door in the floor of the shack. I started to rise from my crouch, holding the shoes. Woof! Something hit me from behind. I tried to suck in a breath, but the blow had emptied my lungs. The woman was all over me, shoving, clawing, scratching, and screaming, Yerk! 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 <laughs> I struggled to fend her off, but she was strong, driven by her insane vision. And this woman pushes her down yeah. into the trapdoor basement. So I was thinking Evil Dead style, right? Yeah. Like, there's Dead a trap right on! Dead right on! You're right, there's a trapdoor. <laughs> Get sucked down. It's a trick. Get an axe. <laughs> well, it, like, here's what's even worse about it is, like, I guess there's a yerk pool down there? No, no, no. She <laughs> just remembers that because the woman's yelling yerk. Oh, God. Like, see, all these flashbacks are... I thought there was a yerk pool. That would have been better. <laughs> like, a little mini yerk pool? Well, like, okay... So I guess, like, at this point in me reading I it, think her the, flashes, the flashes are... Well, here, like... Just, they're like hallucinations. Flash. A gray, sludgy pool. An underground cavern. Something in the pool swimming. Many somethings. Seething just below the surface of the pool like fish. No. Slugs. Gray slugs. Yerk! Right? Like, she's yeah. interacting with the vision. Right. <laughs> so... Like, that's why I was a little bit confused because I thought, like, oh, there's a yerk pool underneath this, like, cabin. That explains right. her yerk brain. Mm-hmm. But, like... No, no, it's it's a it's, flashback. It's just she's having flashbacks. Right. She's having PTSD. I, I guess. And, you know, her brain kind of sucks right now. Very true. So but the, she's locked in this basement. She's locked in the basement. And so what's the first reaction that, like, if you lock somebody in a basement, what would you do? If I locked someone in the basement? Yeah. If you went crazy, like, you're a little unhinged. Well, I'd probably sit there and be like, what the fuck am I going to do? What the fuck am I going to do? I got to kill this person. What the fuck am I going to do? Right. Okay. Uh, so how are you going to kill her? Are you going to go down and, and just stab her? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. What you're going to do is you're going to set your house on fire. <laughs> yeah. The obvious conclusion is to light your house on fire. You just light your house on fire. It's like, cool. Got to find a new house. <laughs> Peace out. <laughs> I built this clothes store. It is mine to destroy. Well, because like there was a, there was a yerk person there. Like she she thought that she was uh, Rachel was all yerkified. And it's and it's fucking depressing. Let me just read it. Okay. Rachel says 
Lady, let me out of here. I'm not going to hurt you. She spoke in a much quieter voice. No, no. You don't want to hurt me. You just want to crawl inside my head like you did before. Crawl inside my head. Make me... Make me give you my husband. Make me give him to you. My children. All for you. All for you. Controlling me. In my head. You died, didn't you, Yerk? And it's like, (laughs) Jesus Christ. Is that the first allusion to, like, Yerk wanting to fuck the husband? What? I, I, I totally got that. From no. The, like, you, you made me give my husband to you, which I think they mean turn I, him into a Yerk. Right, but, but also, like the, the way this is written, I thought it was giving me like Damien vibes. Like, this is for you, Damien. <laughs> and it's like, like kind of, I, I thought it, like, she has this like cultish response to it of just like, all for you. Right. <laughs> you know? And it's, I mean, but either, all either of way. All of it's right. Yeah, either way, like, this is not like, okay, think of any eight year old you know. <laughs> I know a few. <laughs> They're not well, any eight-year-olds. Yeah, you've met one. Well, yeah, I. You I, can. You've been one. You can picture an eight-year-old. I've taken care of eight-year-olds. This is fucking dark to them. Yeah, right. This is spooky, scary shit. <laughs> let's read the fun story about teens who can turn into animals. Yeah, let's read about teens who can turn into tigers and fight aliens. You made my husband fuck you. <laughs> I gave you my child as a slave, <laughs> and you died in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's fucking really fucking fast. I like it when he turns into a tiger. I want to be a stunt man. <laughs> that happens in this fucking book. Uh, you caught that, right? What the stunt man? The the Jake stunt man thing happened in this book with Mark. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll get there. We'll, we'll get, get there. there. But I mean, that's the crazy York lady, the clothes lady. Yeah, and she's. This is the last we see of her, right? It's. So this, so she, this chapter she, ends. I felt a terrible cold. She was insane, insane, and yet. Why did her raving mean something to me? That word, yerk. It meant something. Something evil. Was I crazy too? So here's the only flaw in this book. <laughs> uh, is that we know this. We know what yerks are already. The mm-hmm. reading audience, right? Mm-hmm. We don't need to know this again. Yeah, and like, it's already this been g- recapped in this, this book gives that us yerks no, are bad. This gives us no new information. Like This is the book of no new information, really? It, it should have. This book should have cut off with, but you died, didn't you, yerk? And then it's, I felt a terrible coldness. That's where it should have ended. Yeah, but instead, like they have to play into the whole amnesia thing, slash, hey, are you a new reader to Animorphs? Here's what a yerk is. They're bad. They're very bad. Um, and like all, all this recapping of like not just what Yerks are, but like what Andalites are and what the characters are, like we don't need this. And the the constant reinforcing of it does does nothing. Uh so I skimmed past that <laughs> to chapter eleven. Chapter eleven, we're back to Jake. Yay. Hey. <laughs> what, what's Jake fearless, doing? Our fearless leader. Uh, he and Marco go to where Rachel was at on the news. Right. Because, well, they saw Rachel and they're going to like hunt her down. Mm-hmm. They bring one of her shirts. They say, we're going to turn into wolves. We're going to smell this shirt. Good plan. I mean, hey. Yeah, we're going to be bloodhounds. Yeah, that, wor- that works. You know, and they, they go there and they, they get ready to smell the shirt. And Tobias is there. Yeah. And so they turn to wolves and all of a sudden the smoke monster comes after them. This mo- this uh, this episode does have a pretty good Tobias moment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tobias is up in the tree preening. Oh yeah, and Marco says, 
I mean, if I, I'll read for Marco if you want yeah, to yeah, sure. bias. How do you even get dirty, Marco wondered. I mean, flying all the time? I was hungry, so I ate a mouse. A mouse just like the one you became this morning, Tobias said. It wasn't a very clean kill. Any other questions? Fucking cold. <laughs> I love so, that. Yeah. Well, because like he was flying around the party to make sure they he you know the the two dunderheads were safe, mm-hmm. right? So like he's probably pretty annoyed with both of them. Right. Because he's just like, I'm gonna be the adult. I guess I'll like look to make sure that you aren't killed by like a cat or something. <laughs> right. And he even mentions I saw a cat. Just let him go. Could have been other birds. Yeah, he saw other birds. Yeah, he's under the hawk, and he's just like, I'm gonna like claim you as my kill. So he goes away. Right. He saved them (laughs) numerous times. Yeah. And Marco's response is, "The fuck's wrong with you, birdie? (laughs) Shut up, nerd. (laughs) Shut up, nerd." (laughs) So Tobias mentions axes on his way. Oh, and like here's also the worst part about this is that Tobias also mentions the crazy lady in the shack. He does. <laughs> like he, like he read the book. He mentions the crazy lady in the shack. He also mentions how he saw a bald eagle biff it into a tree earlier. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm just bringing up these things because it's like, no, you, you read the story. You yeah. know what happened. Yeah. He, she, he was reading the script. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so they start turning into a wolf. Uh, Marco has a nice Arnold Schwarzenegger moment, uh, which was funny. It's funny. Yeah. You look so Arnold when you get that. Uh, all right, let me read to you with no inflection Marco's impression of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay. All right, then. Let's do it. That sounds. Do you want to try that as Arnold? Yeah, here we go. All right, then. Let's do it. <laughs> like, it's not great. It's not. I mean, the like, Ghost Riders are trying something. Well, they're trying to, like, make any joke. But, like. The, you, you like uh, you know how hard it is to do accents through a book <laughs> without <laughs> actually like saying like thick Austrian accent. Right. It's way. like no, like yeah, it, it's whatever. It's dumb. Either way, they start to turn into wolves. Yeah. And Tobias says, "Oh my god, it's coming." What's coming? The monster, the smoke monster. <gasps> was I supposed to read something? No, I was just like I was no. trying to play up attention because like whatever. It's it's dumb. Like every time. Every time they do anything, here comes the smoke monster chasing yep. after them. And then it cuts back to Rachel mm-hmm. screaming, let me out, you crazy old woman. And she, she was discovering more about herself. She, and we get a flash. I was looking through some through strange eyes, seeing too well, seeing not at all. Then a centipede, bigger than a human, huge, more creatures, some real, some, some that couldn't possibly be real. An elephant, massive. Rampaging bear. Ants that were as big as I was. A deadly creature that swung razor blade arms and had feet like Tyrannosaurus. And Flash! And a creature dying. Like a horse. No, like a deer, but not a deer. A tail that flashed. Eyes. Too many eyes. And thoughts. Thoughts that were in my head. Get out of my head! I yelled suddenly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the lady sets the place on fire. She yeah. wants to kill the Yerk. And it's, uh, yeah, she realizes she's trapped, so she needs power. She needs power to break out. Power enough to shatter the rotted logs. That wasn't me talking. That was me reading. She starts to turn into a fucking bear. Yeah. She it, which is great. She I like, does it unintentionally, too. She's like, she just needs I power. need to be strong. She, she summons power, and it comes in the form of a bear. And she hulks out of this fucking basement. Yeah. As the bear. Does it even... 
No, it, she doesn't actually. They, that's the thing is during these cuts, they don't actually describe the cool actiony parts. No, but I'm also they really don't talk about what happened with the woman. No, she's gone. She just like she burns up. We assume she's just mm, over there on fire. I, yeah, I thought I was wondering. Oh well, fuck it. Yep. Chapter thirteen. Go to Marco. <laughs> uh, the monster chasing them. <laughs> they turn into wolves and they have a really stupid forest chase. It's tearing through trees and they're like, we gotta run through more trees. We gotta eat tree. We gotta run through these trees. Yeah, there's a stupid. So okay, like. To give some credit, this chapter is about them running through the trees to slow down the smoke Yeah, they're monster. like, we need to get away from it. Why is this after us? What and and this? The, the tension part is like, hey, you're running out of forest. You're going to hit an open meadow, yeah. which then we assume is gonna, it's going to track you down and, and eat you. Uh, and then it cuts back to Rachel. <laughs> like, why have that chapter? <laughs> why even have it? <laughs> because they need to establish, you know, the bullshit. No, because... Chapter 14, Rachel. <laughs> this, is, this is written like a screenplay. It's written like we're going from scene to scene, mm-hmm. and, you know, we're, we're watching a, a movie. But, like, the, the reason why books are different than movies is because those kind of, like, scene transitions and cuts are jarring. And they suck in books. And they suck. They and suck like, to read Especially books. here, it's pointless. There is no reason to have, like, the whole cut over to them running through the woods away from the smoke monster because... Last chapter, we were already investing in what Rachel was doing. She was escaping from a fiery in- inferno. Yeah, which is much more interesting than running from a teeth monster. Yeah, so in chapter 14, Rachel she busts, busts, out. busts out, is on fire. Like She, she feels her fur singeing and then yeah. gets out of there. And that's when <laughs> the smoke monster comes back to Rachel. And she's like, fuck this shit. And she takes a swing. Well, she takes a swing of the smoke monster. It totally buzzsaws her hands off. Right. So it's just like this bear with two bloody stumps just two yelling at smoke. stumps just screaming and swinging at a smoke monster. And then who would have thunk it? Axe comes over. Axe is like, Rachel, Rachel, is that you? And then she's like, Rachel, I know this name. <laughs> you're, like, you're in a morph. It's me, Axe. Rachel, is that my name? And then the beast made of dust attacked. End of chapter 14. Chapter 15. Axe. Let's see what... So, so Axe is... What is Axe doing right now? Axe is the alien looking at the bear getting eaten. <laughs> well, yeah, but, like, it, we roll so far back. So far back. Like, I think here we're, like, right after the pool party. <laughs> oh, God, is it that? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yep, we go all the way to, like, right after the pool party. <laughs> there's, there's, and, and, like, Axe is out looking for Rachel. There is one good line of Axe's. What? Marco is highly intelligent. But he is also very afflicted by a condition the humans call sense of humor. I have noticed that Marco's sense of humor sometimes makes him do strange things. Yeah, he's that funny guy at the office. I like that Axe just does not understand jokes. Yeah. Like, they don't have jokes on fucking Anlight Homeworld? When's the last time Axe made a joke? Taste. <laughs> it's not we a thought joke. it was funny. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's running. And then... Yeah. Axe is a humorless, uh, humorless uh, drone. Yeah, he's a death before dishonor. Is his whole thing, and then that's when he watches Rachel's hands get eaten and legs and legs, <laughs> and he realized he couldn't slash at it because well, it would yeah, his tail because it would just rip his tail off. So he's like, okay, I'm gonna morph into some evil giant monster from the Andalite. No, he says I'm gonna turn into a bird. That's right. Yeah, he's gonna go get help. He's like, I'm gonna go fly and get people. 
<laughs> and it's it's fucking bleak. He says, I had an earth bird morph. It was called a harrier. It was very fast. I could morph and perhaps be able to follow this monster. Because one thing was certain, I could not save Rachel. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ. Well, yeah, like, he, he is a, a warrior. and um, Warrior to be, yeah, he's training. Well, yeah, and he's like, he's made peace with death. And <laughs> it's just like, Rachel's he, gone, and I yeah. gotta go and uh, he's like, move I'm gonna, on. I'm gonna follow this. We're gonna take care of it. Right, so he turns into a bird, but then gets uh, snatched by the smoke monster. And not like torn apart, but like ropes no. come out of the smoke monster and kind of bundle bundle him up. In a, and a t- Yeah, and suddenly and- with a speed that was shocking, the dust beast stopped. It lifted away from Rachel. It exploded upward, away from her, and came at me, right at me. In the few seconds left to me, I realized the morphing. It was the morphing. That's what it was after. It was reacting to the morphing. It was the morphing energy itself that drew the beast. Okay. <laughs> Like, I don't know how he came to that conclusion. Honestly, I would have liked it, like, a little bit later. Yeah. But, yeah, so this thing is attracted to morphing energy. So he just, like, reversed it and then immediately goes back to Andalite. I felt the beast around me. It suffocated me. It choked me. It wrapped me tightly in a cocoon until I could not move an inch. I felt myself lifted up from the ground, up and up, faster and faster, unable to see, able only to hear the wild winds of the beast itself. But now I understood. I knew where it was taking me. I knew the purpose of the beast. And with a fear that chilled to my bones, I realized that I knew its master's name. And we know the master's name. We know the master's name. Because, <laughs> like, who else would it be? Visser but, 3, uh, baby. Visser 3. And there's some good Visser 3 stuff. I mean, but it was also dumbed down and not as good. Well, it's good in the way that sometimes Visser 3 can go full Cobra Commander. <laughs> yeah. And he's full Cobra Commander in this book. <laughs> But we're not there yet. And Instead, we have to go uh, have go, fun with Jake in chapter Jake. 16. This chapter's nothing. They just realize, oh, I smell Rachel. I smell a bear. I see blood tracks. Uh, I smell an andalite. Andalite tracks. Oh, andalite's gone. Bears went to the river. Yeah. That's this whole chapter. Yeah. Well, you know, they're just continuing on with the tracking. And then we cut back to, well, we cut to Cassie. So I guess yeah. Cassie's not part of the search party. No. Cassie will go to 17. She's at the mall. See, this is already getting kind of confusing. So Axe is being captured. Rachel is a bloody bear in the middle of the woods. Tobias is... Flying somewhere? Flying and looking for Rachel, I guess. I guess. Um, Same with Marco and Jake. They're all looking through the woods. And Cassie's at the mall. At the mall, because maybe Rachel's shopping. (laughs) (laughs) Which... Cassie even says, this is sexist of them to send me to do this. Yeah, then but why then, are you doing it? Then she also says, but yeah, Rachel likes the shop. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ. I mean, like, in the context of this book, yeah, sure. Rachel loves shopping. <laughs> yeah, I mean, her first memory was, of, oh, I like to shop. <laughs> but yeah, Cassie's uh, at Radio Shack and yeah. all these stores in the mall, and she doesn't see Ca- and Rachel. The only bit of Cassie character development we truly get from this was... When she realizes that she told Jake about her premonition dream, mm. she says, it's because I told Jake about the stupid dream. Now he thinks I'm losing it. Not a surprise, is it? Tell a guy you're having nightmares when you face evil and choose who it kills. He's going to think maybe you're losing it. So I get that. Like, yeah. yeah. Sometimes you don't want to share your feelings because they might. Cassie is full of doubt. Yeah. Also, I guess Cassie doesn't like the smell of cinnamon buns. Yeah. What the fuck? She's weird. Yeah. Like Cassie's just mentioning all the things in the mall and she hates it. Because I, I guess, like, they went full, like, Cassie hates civilization in this yeah, one. Yeah, they really did. Um, So, she doesn't find Rachel in the mall, obviously. Because no. that's a bad idea. Why would you search for her in a mall? But and she finds... <laughs> 
Someone more important. Vice Principal Chapman, yeah. one of the Yerk commanders. And so, well, here, here theory isn't, like, awful. It's like, okay, no. I'll turn into a fly, land on his collar, and spy on him to see if they know where Rachel is. Yeah, I mean, they've definitely had dumber plans. I'm thinking of you, fish tube. Yeah, well. <laughs> fish tube is how I'm going to judge Animorph schemes. From uh, like, on. if we're ranking it, it's ants, then fish tube. Well, yeah, just... Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like... Because, like, they, they even mentioned, like, how bad of an idea the ants were in this book. <laughs> and, honestly, the final idea in this book is pretty stupid, too. <laughs> well, yeah. It's no, it's no fish tube, It's though. no fish tube. But, like, but, anyways, she turns into a fly, um, describes that process again. Like, again, we've, already, we've already gone through that journey of how gross yeah. it is to turn into a fly. And since, I mean, I'm using my reader's brain to realize Smoke Monster doesn't show up because it's capturing Axe, so when she morphs, it's fine. Right? Yeah. It let's go, let's say go that with that. not explicitly, but that's... The, the timeline is all kind of messed up, too. Like, we don't know when she turned into a fly. It could have right. been, like, right before. And right. Just, like, the time. Doesn't, either, doesn't matter. Either way, she's like, I'm going to follow Chapman. So, so she, she flies onto Chapman's collar. Yeah. Cutting back to Axe, who's now at the blade ship. He realizes, oh, I'm not in space. I'm just up in the air. Cool. And he's there with Visser 3. Yeah. So why isn't the blade ship, like, in space? Well, I guess, like, because... The we learned the name of this thing finally. We, yeah. We've been calling it Smoke Monster and Valik because this thing is called a Valik. Yeah, they've been calling it the Tornado, which we like Smoke Monster more because we can only really experience the world through pop culture we've ingested. So we've been doing Smoke Monster. So sorry, everybody. Fish biscuit. Fish biscuit. How'd you do that? Hey, you got yourself a fish biscuit. How'd you do that? I figured out your complicated gizmos. That's how. Um, only took the bears two hours. <laughs> Um, but he's dropped in the blade ship. He's surrounded by ten hork bajur, and Axe even says they could have left two hork bajur to easily defeat me. But ten means they're really afraid of me, so we're badass. Yeah, he's he's feeling pretty rebellious, which I like. And then like Visser Three comes on by. Visser Three. Speech. Well, well, a voice said in my head. So we have our first captive. It was him. As I had known it would be, Visser III, third most powerful of all the Yurks, of all the Yurk warlords, the leader of the Yurk invasion of Earth, an abomination. I like how he calls him a an abomination. Like you know, it's. Yep. He they <laughs> they uh, reinforce that he's the only Yurk who ever took an Andalite. Right. And how Visser III killed his brother, so he's now honor bound and duty bound to murder Visser III, which we'll get into in the next episode. Yeah, well, next book's an axe book, so... Yeah, and then Visser III continues. You're not even full grown and light, Visser III sneered. My Velik brings me a child. Velik, I said. Yes, I named it myself. In the Yurk language, it means pet. It's a rare life form from right here in this solar system. The big gas giant. The one with very prominent rings called Nate's mom. Listen, if we know of one gas giant, it's my butt. Ooh, let's see them rings. Your anus. <laughs> your let's, anus. Let's spread your butt and count your rings. I like how there's I like how there's an, like a smoke alien monster in Saturn's rings. Yeah, I just... <laughs> 
Like that's the best like nineteen fifties like sci fi movie plot. I think after this, I'm not gonna be able to think of Saturn ever again without thinking there there be Valik in them hills. Yeah, gotta watch out for those Valiks hanging out in Saturn's rings. <laughs> and so, <sighs> and so like he, he does his like top down speech, you know. Uh, Vister three laughed. <laughs> you and your uncles have caused me some annoyance. It is true. You destroyed the truck ship we used to gather oxygen and water. That was very unfortunate. And you destroyed our ground-based Candorona. That was even more unfortunate. For that, I will give you a very, very long, very slow death and light. So, uncles, um, I guess he, he, like, they're all, like... Axe kind of said, my uncles are going to fuck you up. Are they all Are they all related? I think he's just saying that to like throw Visser three off. Well, yeah, but like I'm I'm thinking like an Andalite culture. Like, are they all like brothers and sisters in arms? That sort of a thing. So like, yeah. oh my uh, my uncles sorry, yeah, are with I mean, me. It sounds like that a little bit. Okay. And Visser three continues. Yes, you led me a chase, you Andalite bandits, but my Velik will capture you one by one. I love that he calls them bandits. Bring you to me. <laughs> I honestly love that too. <laughs> you little bandits! <laughs> like it, it's like calling them varmints. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. And Axe rightfully is like, well, how do you make a controller out of something made of dust? Where do you place your filthy slug body in Mr. Three? Oh, ho, ho. the Velik is not one of us. He is not a controller. He's not really he. There is no intelligence there. Oh, he's conservative. Too bad. Mm. Or at least not much fascinating life form really unlike anything we've ever found before it spreads through the atmosphere as a dust each particle can sense life form energy any life form when one particle senses prey the millions of particles come together to attack the life form and chew it into shreds the energy of each shredded bit is then absorbed by the particles themselves Visser 3 laughed again It's, it's fun to laugh. Dope guy. <laughs> and he says that they lost a lot of soldiers before they figured the creature out. Yeah. <laughs> sending waves upon waves of soldiers to grab this we like just, weird gas monster. We just kept sending monsters into this monster. Um, then he realized that he could mutate it. Like he says. He was, reprograms it. Like they use the word reprogram. Yeah. He says. <laughs> so Axe says. You changed to detect only the energy of morphing. Very good, but you Andalites always have been clever when it comes to science. Yes, now it detects only the specific type of energy released during morphing, but it cannot feed on that energy. Oh, no, no. I didn't want it to shred you Andalites. I didn't want it to eat you. I wanted to have you here with me. So I programmed my Velik to eat only the energy we needed from the engines of this ship. Clever, isn't it? The Velik senses morphine, attacks, but brings the morpher to me in order to get its true food. <laughs> so they're feeding it gasoline. <laughs> yeah. They're like, suck on the engine for a little it's bit. like sending my dog to go get a cat and I feed it gas. <laughs> Just Yeah. But like, hey, it works. And, uh, you know, like it's it's super evil. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Y'all yeah, fuck you up." <laughs> I mean, yeah, he was just like, if he if he was a little bit closer, I could strike him. Yeah, but he's like, I I didn't. So they <laughs> they throw axe in a box. 
Yeah, like, like the, a, a sci-fi box. A sci-fi, a solid cube that he can't see out of. Yeah. And that that's the end of that chapter. And he laments not killing Visser 3. Honestly, what more? I mean, that's probably yeah, that, the best explanation we're right. going to get. Sure. And that's all you need, really. You don't need more than that. And they're just like, it's a, it's a dust monster I trained to kill Andalite bandits. <laughs> all right, cool. Now we come back to Cassie. Zoom. And zoom. <laughs> <laughs> Starts out with a lot of zooms. There are three zooms on this page. Yeah. Of, she, like, her being a fly. She loves being a fly. Well, yeah, like, it, it's kind of going over old territory of mm-hmm. how much fun it is to be a fly. Yeah. Uh, cool, I yelled to no one, is a great line. <laughs> Which is something I've been doing a lot during quarantine. Yeah, there's been a lot of like times I've just been looking at the mirror and saying, cool. <laughs> cool. <laughs> but uh, she listens to Chapman. Chapman's meeting with a cop. And yeah. He's like, 10% of you cops are with us, so you better cover this bullshit up. Right? The, that's, the uh, tornado, the is. smoke yeah, monster. The yeah. Smoke monster. Yeah, so you know they're they're talking about how to do the most clever cover up, right? And, uh, like we're gonna cover it up, blah blah blah. The morph hunter is gonna get these andalites, and the guy's is like morph hunter. Oh, yeah, she's starting to solve the mystery a little bit here. Yeah, um, and that's it. She goes to the bathroom and demorphs, <laughs> <laughs> and then it cuts back to Rachel, chapter twenty. Uh, she morphs back to human she's like man i hope i have hands when i change back <laughs> yeah because she has no idea which i kind of like and i actually liked this bit my front paws were gone mm-hmm. chewed off by the terrible dust monster blood was everywhere i could not walk like a bear but i could wallow along on two legs until i had gotten far enough away from the terrifying creature i found a stream no more than a foot deep and three feet wide i sank down to the water and tried to change I didn't know if I could. I didn't know how I had become a bear, so I wasn't sure if I could become human again. And if I did, what about my hands? Did this terrible injury to my body mean that my human hands would be gone too? Rachel, that's what the creature called me. So skip ahead to, I focused on being human again, but all the time. I braced myself for pain beyond endurance. I lay on my side in the stream. Cold water bubbled and rushed around me. I kept the stumps of my paws in the numbing water, and slowly I grew smaller, smaller and weaker. I held the bloody stumps up so I could see them. I would have cried if I had had human tears. Fingers, human fingers, were growing from the gore. Yeah, that's great. That's that's the best description in this book. Yeah. By far. Like, the the idea of looking at, like, your own bloody stumps and then hoping that they grow back to have hands is is great. Out of this mangled mess, fingers start to sprout. (laughs) Right. Fucking cool. Yeah. No, it's good. The the whole amnesia thing, real dumb. Real dumb. But, But, yeah, uh, she turns back human. She has another flashback. Flash a construction site, right? I mean. Yeah. She remembers meeting Prince Elfinger. Right. Th- things are coming back slowly for Rachel. Yeah. And she's like, well, I'm just going to follow this river, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> sure. That's, that's that's it. And then we go to Marco. <laughs> we cut to Marco. Oh, boy. And then it's all them talking about <laughs> what's been happening. Uh, yeah, and this is where they make the, the, the plan, right? There's, there's a plan to uh, rescue Rachel and Axe. Yeah, Tobias is like two mice in a field. Maybe I'm chasing one and he's running. But then he freezes, no movement. And at that moment, I catch a glimpse of another mouse running. I, or at least the hawk, goes after the second mouse. The hawk brain thinks they're the same mouse. What's important is the movement. So they're going to take turns morphing to distract this monster. Yeah. To so, save like, Rachel or something. Well, because they know that um, Rachel and X are in trouble, right? right? Because they went into the woods and they discovered the the whole scene of, like, you know, there was a fight here. Mm-hmm. And here's Axe's footprints, but uh, those kind of disappear. 
and we see like a blood trail go off into the woods. So like they, they know the general vicinity of mm-hmm. where Rachel and Axe are. So they think if they can lure the smoke monster out to them, they can discover more information, question mark? Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't know what their exact plan is here, but, like, I think it's maybe because they don't have one. Right. They're like, well, we're going to fucking find a way to kill this thing. Yeah. We can at least tire it and kill it. To quote Marco, kick this big windbag's dusty butt. <laughs> uh, sure. That's what we ought to do with these, uh, this uh, President Trump in the White House, huh? Yeah. Gotta... Kick this windbag's dusty butt. Listen here, Jack. I want to kick your dusty butt. <laughs> Listen here, fat. <laughs> It's, uh, yeah. So we cut to Rachel, who breaks into a house. Yeah. Well, she, it's not like she's breaking and entering for fun. No. She she is in her morphine suit, which is like the, the skin tight yeah. leotard. Her feet are ripped up. She's tired. She's hungry. She doesn't have shoes. She has no shoes. <laughs> she drinks from a hose, breaks into this house. Yeah. Realizes that some house painters left Nilla wafers behind. So she mouths down on some Nilla wafers. I, I, I feel that. I, no wafers there, are good. She has some more stupid flashes about being on the balance beam, blah, 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 being a cat, blah, blah, blah. The And, and she falls cool. asleep, right? So she she kind of is exhausted, but she's safe in this house. She falls asleep, and she has a dream mm-hmm. about going down to the uh, the York pool. And then <laughs> she has another dream about going becoming an ant, and she wakes up in a cold sweat. She says, morph back. I cried in my dream. Morph back. Morph. Anamorph. I woke up screaming. She woke up screaming the word anamorph. Yeah. And, it's like, and the longer we do this podcast, I'm sure I'm going to do the same thing. Yeah, it sounds like a good dream. Just like wake up saying, Anamorph. Anamorph. Not again. Uh, yeah, that's why this is a good book. <laughs> like, and that's when the pounding on the door starts. Because they hard, like, every time they mention themselves as the anamorphs, I'm always like, Hell yeah, Fantastic Four. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're like, bring up the name of the book more. Like, yeah. we're a team. Yeah, we're the Animorphs. Get them, Animorphs. <laughs> oh. it, I, hey, it's it's what it is. Um, but there's a knock on the door, and the, the police have shown yeah, up. Yeah, they're like, hey, cops are here. Bam, bam, bam. Whoever it is in there, come out. This is the police. And so she's like, well, I can't turn into the bear because the bear might be injured still. Yeah. I remember being an elephant, though. <laughs> <laughs> so she starts to turn into an elephant. End of chapter. It's uh, the cop says, "Come out of there now! We're coming in." Don't worry, officer. I thought I'll be out soon. Hell yeah! As she's turning into a fucking elephant. I'm glad the elephant didn't go away. I was worried that like since she got the the bear, that was gonna be her go to like wreck shit option. But like, yep, elephants are good too. Just, uh, it's, just saying. So the next episode, they're leaving Marco, Cassie, and Jake are leaving Cassie's house. They're like, okay, we're gonna do this plan tomorrow. When just by chance they happen to look up and see the dust monster. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, there goes Dusty. Yeah, because the plot needed that to happen. The plot needed that to happen. <laughs> and this is the next part where I know Catherine Alice Applegate did not write this. Why's that? Because Jake makes a decision. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He does. He does. The very I, I remember this. So Marco's like, well, let's take Cassie's dad's truck. And Cassie's like, absolutely not. We're, doing, we're not doing that. And then this chapter ends with, which left it up to me to decide. Let's do it. Jake wouldn't decide. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> uh, it's just, up, to you, up to you, Cassie. Yeah, he'd stand there completely inactive, waiting for people around him to decide. So they're stealing the truck because they know that if they morph, then the uh, the, the leak will come after them. Yes. Because uh, they, they've solved that part. They Yep, they solved that part. So, 
Um, so they, so they, they decided to steal Cassie's dad's truck. Yeah. So they um, cut back to Rachel, chapter 24. Right. So the Valik rips up the house and the elephant fucking bones out. Yeah. It takes like, off. It, it, like, barrels a- through the front of the house, knocks cops over. And the way the cops are described is just shaking their heads, mouth agape. I, I want to read that part. Okay, okay. The police officers are surprised. <laughs> I trumpeted again. I raised my massive trunk high in the air. Four police officers stared with identical expressions of total, absolute disbelief. Four mouths hung open. They blinked. One of them rubbed their eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd like they're doing like the rubbing eyes like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was great. <laughs> Luckily, the Keystone cops showed up. <laughs> yeah. God. Did a double take. <laughs> it's great. Uh, yeah, and then like they immediately get like wrecked by house debris. I think, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, because house like because on one side the the Vleek is like wrecking the 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 house, and the other side an elephant is busting out. Yeah, so um, they shoot at the Vleek, which is uh, good. You know, l- lucky Rachel didn't get shot. Yeah, and they. <laughs> Yeah, it's she just keeps running. It was after me, a hundred feet back. A huge flying wall of gnashing teeth and whirling blades. It was gaining, and then she's stomping through someone's garden. Just, I'm picturing the end of Jurassic Park two when the T Rex gets loose and it's just, but it's an elephant, so it's better. I was thinking uh, that the, the, that scene from The Simpsons where uh, the oh, elephant, Stampy? Gets, yeah, yeah Stampy gets loose, probably, and, probably better. Yeah, because it's an actual elephant, not a dinosaur. Uh huh. <laughs> um. And then she realizes she can't get away, so she does the most Rachel thing possible. Yep. She turns around to fucking face it down, <laughs> like face it. Yeah, and she like charges at the 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 Valique and gets wrapped up in those like tentacle. Yeah, it starts. Things. It shoots a bunch of ropes and starts tying her up, and it's like trying to lift her up. <laughs> she can't quite lift her. Yeah, because like you, you know, how many pounds? Uh, the largest elephant ever found weighed two, <laughs> 22,050 yeah. pounds. Right. So they weigh between 7,000 and 13,000 pounds. So <laughs> the Valik could not lift her up. And she's like, oh, <laughs> hey, too yeah. much for you, creep. <laughs> I honestly laughed out loud. Yeah, that. that's good. <laughs> too big for the dust beast to carry away. <laughs> too much for you, creep. <laughs> you big dumb idiot. <laughs> I lifted my big fat ass bitch. <laughs> well, I see like this. I'm just picturing this like elephant just hovering in the air. Just covered in these ropes by the smoke monster from Lost. Like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> so, Then we cut to Marco. Well, they. Penetrating the swirling, angry sounds of the dust beast as it strained to lift me up came a sudden screech. It sounded like squealing tires, like a very bad driver racing towards us. Cut to Marco driving the truck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, like, it, it, like it's another like comedy scene mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, he's really bad at driving, so he's like hitting mailboxes, yeah, hitting and, mailboxes, I'm trash like, cans. No, like these kids are like 16, right? Like they know not to like. Well, now we swerve the wheels back and forth. We know now that they're between eight and 13. <laughs> I can't. Now they're no, because they mentioned how Marco was 10 earlier. What? It, when he's like, you left that turd in the pool. You were eight, and then like, no, you were ten when you did that. Okay, but like Marco currently is not ten. No, he's not ten. Like, and I'm so thinking- but they're between thirteen and sixteen, I guess. That is where I would guess. Okay, I mean, I always picture them in like high school. <laughs> but yeah, he's a bad driver. Funny, funny joke. He hits driver. his trash cans. He should be better at driving. Uh, because he played a video game. That's why they thought he'd be good at driving. Sh- sure. I mean, video games do not translate well into real world world skills i learned that playing metal gear solid 2 sons of the patriots 
Yeah, because you shot a tranquilizer in someone's dick and they they didn't pass out right away? No, because Raiden did thousands of hours of VR and he felt like a real super soldier. Oh. Why am I talking about that? I don't know. The Lalu Lady Low. Because it's a good game. Who doesn't like it? Uh, they they do name drop Wipeout, which is actually a pretty good game. Yeah, that's not the point here. Like it's a dumb scene. He's bad at driving. Yeah, and they they run into the bleak. Um, so what happens after they like run into the bleak? Jake jumps out, hops into the back of the truck, starts turning into a tiger. Yeah, why? To draw to- the bleak away from the elephant. Okay. So uh, I guess that's a plan. Yeah. Honestly, it's the coolest thing Jake's ever done is this bit coming up. Yeah. And it's the end of this chapter is later I'd be terrified. But right then at this moment, I was just thinking, this is so cool. Right. No, Marco would never be thinking this is so cool. Why not? He's a coward through and through. No. Never in any of his books was he doing this shit where he's like, man, this is so cool right now. He's always like, I'm scared. No, because Whatever. like when when he was he, he was feeling it when he was like a gorilla wrecking like those those uh, thugs. That's yeah, the, the gorilla in front of the dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, forget that gorilla. Uh, nah, chapter twenty six. We're back to Jake. Yeah, because they're so, they're driving away from the Vleek and the, in the truck. chasing them. They get yeah. on the highway, and Marco's a better driver because they're on the highway. Uh, like drivers are, are flipping them off. Yeah, like, hey, fuck you, idiots. What's wrong? Hey, where'd you learn to drive? Jersey, you stupid. Yeah, <laughs> we're walking here. It's fine. Uh, so they're, they're driving like through the woods, I guess. They go through a ditch, a wire fence, and yeah. straight for the trees. That's when uh, Jake's like, all right, I'm done, and hops out of the truck <laughs> yeah. and just fucking barrels right for the Valik. Well, he, he runs, right? Yeah. He runs, and you realize, oh, I'm... I'm a sprinter, not a marathon runner. So he turns around, heads straight for the Valik, slides under him, because the Valik's like, what the fuck? Sure. It does not understand that this thing is coming at it, trying to attack it. So it kind of freaks him out. <coughs> and then he roars at them, and then... It like, has no effect. Yeah. Like The Valik's just like, okay, keeps on going after him. And it slides right under him, and then he climbs a tree. <laughs> Yep, and and that's that's that chapter. Yeah, that's. Uh, so as he climbs the tree, the Valik's at the bottom of the tree, chewing its way through the tree up. Right. To him. Yeah. So he, I imagine like this kind of like trash compactor is like yeah. chewing up the tree, and the tree slowly sinking into it. And you know, there's like the scared and, tiger at the top of it. And this chapter ends with the Valik chewed through the tree I was on. I looked down and saw it right below me. The tree was still standing, but the Valik had shredded the base, and it was chewing its way straight up the tree. I leapt into darkness. I fell, claws outstretched through the night air. So he jumps into its mouth? Hey, he jumps away from the mouth, I guess? I don't, who knows? But like we, we don't know because we cut to Rachel. Yeah, Rachel remembers. And Cassie's like, hey, we're best friends. Right? <laughs> Remember me. I'm your friend, Cassie. And Cassie. she remembers that she was, going to be, <laughs> she was going to be an eagle, going to see Tobias. Yeah, and like this is where she kind of gets like the most like, of her Most mind. of her memory back. So... Let me ask you this now that we have her memory back. Mm-hmm. Why did she lose her memory? The plot needed her to. Why? So her friends had to look for her so they could figure out the Valik. Couldn't she just be like injured? I mean, yeah, but... <laughs> look, let's take it up with the three to four Ghost Riders. Okay. <laughs> uh, so she's like, Rachel, you're an Animorph. 
something happened to mess up your em- memory right now. You got to trust me. Let's get out of here. And so Rachel throws Cassie on her back and they bounce. Yeah. So Rachel, is, uh, Cassie is writing uh, Rachel as an outfit, mm-hmm. which I thought was kind of weird, actually. Yeah. That's the first time weird. that's happened. It is. This beer's good, though, huh? Well, it's a big can. Big can for a big boy. So we, we come back to Axe. Uh, Axe is in the uh, Yerk prison, which I guess is like this transparent aluminum cage thing. Yeah, like he can see through it, and Visser 3 is like, you're going to watch your friends get taken because we can apparently watch through the Valique. Like yeah. They use the Valique as a camera, and they make Axe watch. Yeah, so... Which is some nice torture. Yeah. So here, here's to describe the cage a little bit more. They call it Raymond Knight. Oh, yeah. Everybody loves Raymond Knight. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody loves Raymond Knight. <laughs> Suddenly, one wall of my cage shimmered and became transparent. Raymondite is a metal that can stretch open or be made clear or opaque by molecular realignment. So it's a magic metal that you can kind of open and close or become, like, see-through. Hey, I'm going to kill you, Andalite bandits! <laughs> that's, my, that's my Ray Romano. Ray Romano! <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> he loves lasagna. He's much like Garfield, <laughs> if you think about it. Italians are Garfield. <laughs> Let everyone know it. Hey, yeah. Everybody, Italians are Garfield. Yep. They hate Mondays. <laughs> no. I hate my wife. My brother. That's all I know about. I hate you, Raymond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My okay. mom's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can see Raymond saying bitch. <laughs> Um, he watches them. Yeah, so like Mr. Three's doing the cool like, watch me torture your friends, ha ha ha, which I, I love. I thought you might enjoy watching this, Mr. <laughs> Three said to me. We're, we were lucky to get a visual lock. My Valique is closing on another of your band. Soon you'll have company. Yeah, so he sits it's back and buys... It's a my, lot of fun reading for him. Yeah, and he's like, this whole chapter, he's like, yeah, I like this tiger animal. Yeah, <laughs> there are some magnificent animals on this planet, Mr. Three said. I'll have to acquire one of those. Look how it moves. But it's wearing out. It's a fast killer. It can't handle the long battle. Same, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just get, it's good to be a fast killer. <laughs> if I learned anything from being friends with you, it's that you always need one big punch. <laughs> you, you get the one big punch. Yeah, you, gotta, you only need one. Yeah, super punch. Um, and then he's like... So, so we're watching Jake... Like escape from the Valique. Yeah, right? it's like, about to get captured, and then the Valique bolts the other way. Visser Three's pissed off because it sensed a new morph. What is happening? Like, yeah, Visser Three, and he fucking slits open a Hork Bajur. No, yeah, attacks on. He's like, "Fuck!" <laughs> Anyone else gonna disobey? <laughs> so the Valique takes off, and he's like, "Well, fuck this! Launch both bug fighters," Visser Three said. Keep a visual lock on the Valique. Which is a good plan. Like, here's the thing. Visser 3 is actually a good leader. Yeah. Because, like, he sees that his initial plan has, like, hit a snag. Like, mm-hmm. okay, they figured out, like, how to manipulate right. the, the Valique. So we'll send in some support mm-hmm. to kind of guide the Valique the right direction. Or right. if, like, the they run into a, an uh, Animorph right. and then blast him. Yeah. And so that's exactly what happens because he's a good, effective leader. He's a good, effective leader. Right. So now we cut back over to, to Marco, who's currently in the, the, the truck, still driving around. And then he, he so what happened is, is that when Jake jumped out of the truck, uh, I guess he like 
booked it the other direction and then was turning into a gorilla. (laughs) Like that was his plan was like, I'll get as far away from Jake as possible in the truck and then turn into a gorilla while driving. (laughs) He's driving. He's like time for the monkey suit. (laughs) Probably the funniest thing Marco's actually said was time for the monkey suit. (laughs) Well, it's a good visual of just like this gorilla driving a truck. Like a 57 Chevy. (laughs) Yep. It's like that scene in Groundhog Day with the groundhog driving. (laughs) Um, yeah. And surprise, surprise, the gorilla's not great at driving a fucking truck. No. Big old gorilla hands. Well, and, and also, like, Marco just wasn't a good driver for whatever No. Reason. So we cut after that. <laughs> they cut back to Rachel with Cassie riding on Rachel. And motherfucking Marco hits Rachel with the truck. Barrel's yeah. <laughs> driving the elephant. Like, just crunch. <laughs> Like, he tries to stop, but, like, does it in time, and he, like, sideswipes an elephant. <laughs> I mean, does that happen right there? Yeah, that happens right there. Okay, yeah, it's the Cassie book. It's like, oh, there's, we gotta get our friends, and then it cuts back to Marco. Sudden flashes brilliant red light coming down from the sky. Dracon beams. Then in my headlights, an elephant. What? I slammed on the brakes. Too late. Screech. Bam. Everything upside down, rolling, rolling, pain, suddenly flying. Things hit me. Bushes ripped at me. Slam! I hit the ground hard. I was in the ditch, half filled with water. The truck overturned on its back a few feet away. The wheels were still spinning. The headlights were still shining. Dracon beams sliced the ground a few feet from my head. Bug fighters. So, there's nothing sadder than... A gorilla in a car accident. Yeah. <laughs> like, like the, the more I think about that image of just like this sad silverback hanging upside down from like this, <laughs> this like fifty ton like, you know, I don't know. I, I assume there's like, like old farm truck, right? Yeah, like a like a '67 Chevy. Like this Model T. <laughs> it's upside down. <laughs> He's like, if I had been in human form, I would have been killed. But it took more than a seventy mile an hour crash to kill the gorilla. From somewhere, I heard an <laughs> agonized trumpeting sound. <laughs> The dust beast was over me, a tornado of mouths and blades, but it didn't want me. It was after someone else. I could feel consciousness dimming. I had to morph. Let it take me if I had to. Let it take me. So yeah, he slams yeah. right into the elephant. He slams into his friend and then like, all right, I guess I'm going to die. <laughs> God, I hope I handle death as easily as that. Yeah, and then I guess Cassie's turning into a squirrel to, to bring the Vleek back. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah, she turns into the squirrel to, and it... Draws the Valik over to where yeah, Rachel and Cassie is, right. but it doesn't see her because Cassie chooses a squirrel because it's small. Yeah, And then she realized, oh my god, this is it. I can morph now and let it take me, or it's going to take either Rachel or Marco. And she cowards out. Yeah, She sits there, does not morph, and lets it take Marco. <laughs> Which, stone cold coward move. Well, yeah, I, it- it is what it is. You know, Cassie is kind of a coward, and like her instincts took control, and she hid. Yeah. So, um, it sucks, but like, yeah, you can't it's, falter for it. Like, that's just something that happens to cowards. Yeah. So, so like, so the, the the smoke monster comes by, lifts up this gorilla, and flies away. Yeah. Right, and then she feels sad. Right, but then also the dracon beams roast Rachel. <laughs> Oh, yeah, they do shoot Rachel. They're like, buzz. Yeah. yeah Wound like, it. Specifically, there's like a line about melted flesh that I liked. All right. Sew! Light so bright that it blinded me. 
Rachel screamed. I smelt burnt flesh. I blinked, trying to clear my half-human, half-squirrel eyes. I saw a seared line of blackened flesh drawn down Rachel's side by a dracon beam. Dope. Headlights. Too close. Blam. <laughs> so that's when the truck crashes. Yeah. So got lasered, hit by a truck. <laughs> yep. And, and and taken away, and Rachel's just like, you know, cowarding out. And yeah, we cut back to Acts, chapter 33. He sees all of that happen. Visitor 3, being, being full uh, Serpentor. Yeah. <laughs> Come to me, my little pet. <laughs> Bring me my second Andalite bandit. <laughs> You'll have company soon. And then he's like, all right, I'm going to go back to my quarters to masturbate. <laughs> or whatever he's going to do. He's like, tell me when they get here. He's going to go take a bath and think about his good day's he's work. Going back to his quarters. I don't know, play with his Andalite nipples. Just do something. <laughs> And so, like, this is when Axe gets his, like, oh, it's a good idea. Yeah. It's a good plan. Axe had, yeah, this, Axe is a smart dude. Yeah, he's like, fleas. I had fleas. <laughs> right, because remember, in the back, this is, like, something that the main series doesn't do very often is, like, that callback. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And there's a good callback here because, like, in the beginning of the book, he's like, I have this, like, weird itchy thing on me. What <laughs> yeah. is that? Oh, that's a flea. And so he remembers that now. He's like, fleas. I could turn into a flea. <laughs> yeah, and so he grabs one, does it. And they open up the cage when yeah. Marco gets there, and he jumps the fuck out. Right. So they open up that cage, and like, there's nothing there. Visitor Three like flips it. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "What the fuck?" Well, and, he, and also he's like, "Don't open the cage, you idiots!" Yeah. <laughs> he's like, "Don't open the cage," but that's enough for Axe to get out. And Axe does the most baller fucking move. Oh no, this is good. And I'll, I'm kind of surprised it hasn't happened already because that's the first thing I would try. Is so. What does he do? Like he jumps onto, I think, a horkbajer first. Visser three kills the horkbajer. He even says, "I could tell there's no more." The 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 oh God, what was it? The wait here. I, I got the, the exact flea quote. has only like two okay. emotions or whatever. I felt a swift movement in the air just above me. The thing I was attached to fell, and even as he fell, I could sense that he no longer smelled like life. Yeah, <laughs> because the flea's two emotions are jump and drink blood. Yeah, <laughs> go like, towards life. Is this thing alive? Cool. So, like, as the flea's just like, this thing I'm on isn't alive anymore. <laughs> and he, I mean, it takes a minute to. <laughs> well, then it cuts to Marco. Because, it cuts like, to Marco, who's so, there as... Who's there as a, a gorilla. gorilla. Who's dazed a little bit. Right. And <laughs> Mr. Three's like, you better morph back. And Marco just stays silent <laughs> looking at him. This gorilla's looking at him. He's like, why won't you just morph? <laughs> What I want to have happen is Visser 3 capture just like an innocent gorilla. <laughs> like when it's not like a, an anamorph, it's like, yeah, you know, this gorilla is just confused. But like that's what's happening right now. It's yeah, just like he's yelling at this gorilla that won't respond to him. Right. And so Axe is like, hey, Marco, guess what? Uh, I'm on Visser 3. <laughs> I'm a flea on Visser 3. And Marco's like, oh, cool. He's like, I got a plan. <laughs> yeah. uh, but here, I need you to do something, right? Okay. So so once um, I do the thing I'm about to do, because for some reason he doesn't tell uh-huh. Marco. Well, for suspense. Because, right, for suspense. Because he like, wants to tell a good story. Like, I need you to go over to the computer and say, open hatch. It's it's a computer that runs on brain power, thought speak. So just go over to the computer, touch it, and say, open hatch. I'm going to get us out of this. Right. And when I read that, I was like, 
Wait a second. I'm kind of putting two and two together. So they're not in space. They're not in space. They both know that. No, Marco doesn't. Axe knows that. So Marco doesn't know that? Marco doesn't know that because Marco even says, this is your plan. Open the hatch and shoot us all into space. (laughs) And then they jump out and he realizes, oh, we're not in space. We're miles in the air. Right. Well, here, let's let's get there. So he's like, go over here. I'm going to make a scene. Go hit the computer. So, So how does he make a scene? He starts morphing from flea back to andalite while on Visser 3. <laughs> and the Valique goes ham on Visser 3. Yeah, and this is where we actually get like a nice like enclosed look at what a, the Valique is. Uh-huh. Right? So so here's his description. Um Well, no, he, he actually runs into the Valique as a flea. Right. Right. So he gets kind of caught up in into the the swarm. Yes. Right. Um I was caught in the swirly mass of dust. The particles were roughly my own size. They shot past me at a credible speed. Slam! A particle hit me. It struck me. I was impaled on my own flea combs, the spikes that protect the joints in my armor. It was stuck to me. And then he goes into talking about how he's a flea. Um, but this is this is the part where he actually describes what the Vleek is. It was a creature my own <clears throat> size, but with a hundred minuscule wings that beat the air. It had antenna. Antennae, but different than any seen on Earth. These antennae were covered in tiny upturned bowls, like the dishes of primitive human <laughs> radio telescopes. <laughs> Those were the structures it used to sense energy sources. There were no eyes and no mouth, but two long filaments, like strands of wire, swept from the front of the creature. These must be how it fed, by channeling the energy down the wires. The Valique was not one creature, it was billions. So it's just like these, like, Motes of dust that have like little tiny beep beep antennas on it. <laughs> yeah, beep beep antennas and satellite dishes. And that's when Mr. Three's like, get a hose. <laughs> bad, bad the leak. And they squirt it with the water. <laughs> well, that's his weakness. You know, like it, it's a dust storm, so you kind of like, you mm-hmm. want to tamper it down a little bit. And it makes sense in, dis- in like uh, acts as a flea's describing that sensation being hit by water droplets. Right. right. Like, and it's, it's, you get encased in like this bubble and you have to like swim out of it. It just made me laugh that yeah. Mr. Three's pet was acting up, so he squirted it with some water to get it to fuck off. <laughs> nice little detail. Yeah. That's when the bottom opens up and Axe turns full Andalite. Marco right. is fucking gorilla and right. they jump out of the hatch yeah so <laughs> and they're falling well yeah so well marco initially couldn't actually jump out of the hatch because i guess the hatch is on the top yeah so the way he gets out of the hatch was they built a yeah, ladder he built a ladder of hork bajur <laughs> he built a ladder of hork bajur to climb out <laughs> like, that's the cool shit oh, i just i just made a ladder out of dead bodies i'll be out there in just a second <laughs> Uh, uh, because dope. like Axe has already Axe had already jumped out, just gone. Yeah, yeah. So he so. Next scene is them falling to Earth. But first, we go back to Rachel. <laughs> oh, never mind. So like they jump out of the ship and we cut to Rachel. Yeah, Rachel's remembering her. Well, they're being chased by the bug ships. Well, they're 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 stuck where they are. They know that the bug sh- the bug fighters are about hundred yards away on mm-hmm. each side. They know they're trapped there. Right. So they think. The best we can do, let's turn into owls, try to get the fuck out of here before they zap us. Yeah. So they turn into owls, and they take off. Right. And they can't really get that high because, huh, bird facts, owls can't just gain momentum and fly high quickly. No, like, they have to, like, really, like, they fiercely have to flap, flap and, and go. Kinda, like, it takes a while to get altitude. So the hork are coming at them. Right. Ready to slice and blast their shit up. 
when honestly Jake saves their ass as the tiger. Well, before that, like they, they kind of resolve, like, listen, we need to charge at them. They're, the yeah. only thing we can do is fight back. Right. Um, so what they go take, for the eyes. Yeah, they take a book out of Tobias's book and say, like, all right, let's go for some eyes. Let's, let's take some eyes. <laughs> it works for Tobias. Um, they don't get their eyes, unfortunately, because Jake shows up and kills them. Well, and also, like, it really, it's a talent to steal eyes, and I think that they're underestimating, yep. like, Tobias's contribution to the group. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> so, but, like, like where's it, Marco? Where's everybody? Cut back to Marco, chapter 37. They're falling, and they get to do Jake's plan. <laughs> Uh, but it's a good plan, though. It's, I mean, it works. It, yeah, we barely. mocked Jake, but it works. Yep. Hey. So Marco turns human. Axe turns Andalite. So to really paint the scene, though. There They're is a, falling from two miles up in the there's air. There's this gorilla that's, like, flailing about, spiraling down, plummeting into Earth. And then, like, okay, time to turn to human. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Still falling, like, you know, like, and closer, like, getting right. closer to Earth. Um, and then he turns into a bird. Then he turns into his osprey, and Axe turns into a harrier. Yeah, well, for a second, Marco doesn't know what to do. Like, that's the thing that really got me, was that he was falling. Um, and this is at the, the beginning of the chapter. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Right, so they're, they're falling, and, like, they're falling as human. Uh, well, human and Andalite. And Marco says, Ah! Marco, why are you screaming? It hurts my head. We're gonna die, you alien lunatic! No, we won't die. Don't be foolish, Max said. Maybe you won't, you're a flea. You'll bounce. I'll hit the ground like a rock. Marco, morph into a bird. Oh. Duh. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like the scene is just It's it's comedy. All of Marco's little vignettes are comedy. Right, well, because he's the funny one, so he's gonna get the the kind of like Nickelodeon cartoon jokes right and yeah the only part of this that i thought was actually funny because axe is like stop screaming in my head you idiot yeah <laughs> and then he turns human and marco starts screaming and they realize that they don't have much time that's when axe starts screaming so yeah, they're yeah. Both screaming um marco they, they get out of it. Morgan says i felt relieved that at least he was screaming now too <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah i'm glad my friend's miserable and scared like me <laughs> he should have stayed a flea i don't know why i even sourced back yeah he would bounce. I'd be afraid if I, you know. Yeah. Like, might as well be a bird. Sure. But they turn into birds. They that, make it. That's the chapter. That's the chapter. <laughs> Cut back to Jake. They go. Jake, Cassie, and Rachel all go home sad because they think they fucking lost. <laughs> well, it's sad because also they think that um, Axe, Axe is and, gone. Axe Marco's and Marco. Dead. Yeah, they're like, oh, our friends are dead and this bums us out. <laughs> yeah. And Jake's like, yeah, I just took my punishment from my parents and went to bed and cried. Right. Like, he totally gives into misery, which, good, you fucking deserved it, you shit leader. Yeah, and then the next scene, Marco, Marco goes up and says, booga, booga, booga. Hey, booga, booga. <laughs> next morning, Marco's just chilling out in the chair. You thought I was dead, you <laughs> stupid idiot. <laughs> I'm not dead, you dumb fuck. <laughs> and then they relay everything they know. Right. And that's, they're like, we're going to do a counterattack now. Yeah, so they're going to go on the offensive and actually... Like, they have a, a idea of how Cassie's to get this... Cassie's got break. a plan, and they don't tell us what it is. Right. And then we cut to Cassie. And Cassie and Tobias is like, You did all this while I was sleeping. No one thought to come get me. I was just sitting there, preening and snoring. Well, to be fair, what would Tobias do? Like, he can't morph. He no. Can't. It's, it's just sad. It's Listen, this is a trash book, so we need to keep our bird boy out of it as we, much as possible. Yeah, we keep... Keep him pure. Is this where he threatens to shit on Marco? Yes. So chapter 39, 
Uh, this is a Cassie chapter, mm-hmm. but it starts out with Tobias kind of talking about how he's feeling left out of the situation. Yeah, <laughs> playing tag with some dust monster from Saturn. <laughs> Rachel having amnesia until Marco plowed into her with a truck, escaping from Mr. Three's blade chip, and I'm sleeping the entire time? No way, I missed all the fun. And it's like, well, you're the one who can't morph, Jay said matter-of-factly, so the Valique isn't interested. Lucky you. I mean, it's true. Like, Tobias really couldn't have done much. Yeah, and so Marco says, it's the morphing that this Valik goes after, Marco said, grinning his taunting grin. It, or they, I should say, I mean, good use of pronouns, eat energy. It's not interested in your deep-fried hawk legs. Come over here, Marco. Stand under my branch. (laughs) Tobias. Tobias is going to shit on his head. It's going to shit on Marco's head. I mean, I'm all for it. Listen. And everyone laughed. Not everyone laughs at Marco's jokes, but they'll laugh at Tobias shitting on Because Tobias is funny. Like, Tobias's joke is funny. It is funny. Like, I come genuinely over, laughed at it. Come over here. I will shit on your head. It is a I, good joke. I had to read it again because I couldn't believe it was in this book. <laughs> Just, hey, come on over. Let me crap on your head, boy. Here's the thing. You know what this tells me is that he's definitely going to shit on someone's head at one point. Oh, God, he better shit on Mr. Three's head. <laughs> And late bandit! <laughs> like, Visser 3 is being eaten by a quicksand. He's like, no, I can't believe this. I'm finally going to die. And Tobias is like, perp. <laughs> Swoop. Plop. <laughs> See here, bleep. <laughs> That's from my cloaca. <laughs> it's fine. Love it. They so Love that bird boy. Then they realize that Rachel's kind of back to normal, still recovering. Well, and, and Cassie's feeling bad that she, you know, cowered it out. Yeah, she's like, I'm the best morpher. I have a plan that involves morphing. I have to do this. Let's go to the beach. Well, but she, it's a redemption thing. She was yeah. feeling bad because mm-hmm. she abandoned her friends. Um, and, and, like, she is the best morpher. Her points so, were good. She is yeah. the best morpher. So um, they're, they're, It's nice to see her own it, too. Like, normally she kind of hates that yeah. label. but So next we got a Tobias chapter. He's flying over the ocean. He's looking for something. He's looking for something, and he fucking finds it. He finds... A whale <laughs> with gratitude. I, I I love that the whales are coming back. I was I was afraid that they would never make another appearance. Oh, they made a fucking appearance. And you would know like that. This also leaves room open that they're just going to keep on doing this throughout the series, where they yep. come consult with the great ones. <laughs> yeah, the great ones. Great ones talking to little ones. Um, so, yeah. So Tobias finds a whale for Cassie. Yeah, they all go. They swim out into the ocean. They turn into dolphins. They head for this fucking whale. Right. Um, so Marco lays out some nice fat shaming in the beginning of chapter 41. Yeah, he really does. I'm just saying there are people who should be lying out on the beach and there are people who shouldn't be. Do you see fat, hairy old guys in Speedos on Baywatch? No, no. On Baywatch, they have a law against it. David Hasselhoff kicks anybody off the beach who isn't good looking. We need the Hasselhoff law here. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, somebody really wants to have some uber minches around, if you know what I'm saying. Marco. Considering he's a short little fuck, he better <laughs> fucking pipe down, pipsqueak. Sorry, as a... <laughs> I'm going to shut on your fucking head, Marco. <laughs> as a fat old man. <laughs> fuck you, Marco. Come over here, I'm going to shit on your fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, Marco, come sit under my chair. <laughs> sit under my asshole and I'll poop on your head. <laughs> Be my human toilet, Marco, you fuck. Open your mouth and eat my shit, Marco. <laughs> eat this turd, you dumb bitch. <laughs> it's, it's fine so they turn into dolphins <laughs> like so they turn into dolphins yeah but like we already know like they reach the whale reading this plan like you know what their, their plan is we, uh-huh. got, we remember the elephant yeah so they the dolphins push cassie 
in human form to the whale. She acquires the whale. She feels bad about acquiring it. She's like, I didn't really have permission. I, oh, and the fucking whale. So since they're morphing, the Velik is above the water just watching them. Right. And they get to the whale. And Cassie's like, hello, great one. And the whale says, ah, little ones, strange clouds today. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, they all kind of accept that they can talk to whales. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, we talked to whales. It it wasn't even, like, a remarkable. It's like, oh, yeah, we just talked to them now. That's cool. These are our buds. Yeah, it's fine. Like, even with the, like... That still, even with the Elemist, is me, the strangest thing that's happened in these the books. This is the weirdest part. Let me read it verbatim from the book. Please, please do I, it. I did bookmark it. Little ones, the whale said in a voice that was not a voice, in words that were not really words at all. Strange cloud above. <laughs> <laughs> Strange weather we're having here in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, little ones. So she acquires the whale, and then... It cuts back to Tobias. She and Cassie are talking and thought speak. <clears throat> and uh, you don't they don't really explicitly say what she's done till the end of this chapter. But the others are down in the water, distracting the Valique right. by half morphing, half morphing, whatever. Yeah. Like Tobias is climbing in altitude with Cassie as a cockroach on her back. Okay. They fly up as high as Tobias can push. And Tobias even says he's having trouble. Tobias? Yeah, Cassie? Think this will work? If I get you enough altitude, it'll work. Are you ever afraid? Who, me? (laughs) I'm afraid of everything. I know I'm a predator and all, but do you know how many predators I have after me? Every golden eagle, every falcon. You know how fast they are? It's like getting hit by a bullet. They make me look like the Goodyear blimp. And there are the raccoons and foxes and snakes and even the occasional nervy house cat. And that's just the natural environment. Add that to the Yerks. The fact that I wake up sometimes and don't remember exactly what I am, boy or bird. Yeah, Cassie. I'm afraid a lot of the time. How do you handle it? Who says I handle it? There's only one way to deal with fear. Be afraid. Be afraid and then go ahead and do what you have to do anyway. So I... You know what that reminded me of? What? That reminded me of, like, uh, the Sergeant Spears, you're already dead speech. (laughs) Ooh, yeah. Which I might splice a little bit of that in right now. Please, splice it in. You know why you hid in that ditch, Blythe? I was scared. We're all scared. You hid in that ditch because you think there's still hope. But Blythe... The only hope you have is to accept the fact that you're already dead. And the sooner you accept that, the sooner you'll be able to function as a soldier's supposed to function. All war depends upon it. Because, like, it it talks about... (laughs) It's like, yeah, you know, being afraid is fine, it's natural, but you really need to accept the fact that you're already dead. (laughs) You know, and that's where Tobias is. It's just like... You know, I, I don't really feel fear as much anymore. Like, yeah, I know it's there, but my life is already kind of ruined. <laughs> so yeah. it's okay. It's like, I know that I'm gone and this is it. Yeah, just and, just be afraid and just do what you need to do. And so Cassie says... It's the only way a soldier can operate. <laughs> and Cassie says, if I don't make it through this, 
have Jake tell my parents when it's safe what happened. Just someday, please make Jake do it. And he's like, yeah, you got it, bitch. Yeah, I don't think Jake's going to do it. Well, Jake would actually do it because he doesn't have empathy. <laughs> right. He's like, she died. <laughs> her parents were like, yeah, Jake, we know. And they go, no, you don't get it. She died. <laughs> and that's... By the way, Jake has done nothing in this entire book. I mean, he Let, said steal the truck. He said steal the truck. He was a tiger for a second, and that was about it. And it's still the most he's ever done before. It's true. But either way, she jumps off to Bias, morphs human, and the next chapter, chapter 43, we got Cassie as falling from the sky, turning into a whale. Well, yeah. So she's falling as a cockroach. Mm-hmm. The she turns into is a- looking up. It sees. It senses the morphing. Right. And she turns into a human, and that's when she really gets the idea of, like, how fast she's falling. <laughs> uh-huh. She's like, ah, shit. Oh, also, because I'm really fucking tired because I've morphed a lot, and morphing takes a lot out of you. Yeah, and, well, she wasn't that high because Tobias is a hawk, not, mm-hmm. like, a seagull or, right. you know, some sort of cruising bird. Like, it's a, like it's a hawk needs to have, like, that vertical. That thermal, yeah. Yeah, well, not, not just a thermal, but also, like, that horizontal movement of, like, mm-hmm. swooping and striking. Yeah, it can't just climb it's not. Up. Yeah, it's not meant for altitude. Uh, so she's not that high. And she's running out of that, that space fast. Right. So she doesn't quite turn into a whale all the way by the time she actually reaches the police. No. And it it ends like this. But I didn't have the strength. I was beaten. And then, at that moment, I felt the edge of the whale's brain brushing against mine. Its instincts. Its DNA memories. Help me, I pleaded. In a dream of falling and falling, I reached out to a dark, vast being that I could not define. I reached out for the whale's strength. Morph. Finish the morph. Finish it. And then you can rest. So, so the whale's soul yeah. helped her out. Again, this kind of brings up a little bit of disturbing facts about what it means to like acquire an animal. Right. It's like, I'm just going to call your soul to, to help me. That means she's like sitting on some souls. Yeah, they're harvesting souls. She straight up Luke King to this whale. <laughs> your soul is mine. <laughs> Splice that in. Your brother's soul is mine. Right? And so she has, like, this whale soul. It's like, all right, listen, I'm in trouble. Help me out or you're dead. (laughs) And she, chapter 44, Rachel. Rachel sees the the whale land on the Valique, drop it in the water. And they're like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Cassie, you okay? And she's like, yeah, I feel great. Spaloosh. She even says, I feel great. I thought we were beat. And guess what? We aren't. Not yet. Not by a long shot. Then, to my total amazement, she began to sing the deep, strange, haunting song of the humpback. The sound waves thrilled me. I don't quite know why. What are you singing? Jake asked her. What are the words? It isn't words exactly, but if it were, it would be just one word. Hope. Hope. <laughs> End that's, of book. That's the end <laughs> of Megamorphs. <laughs> what the fuck was that book? That, like, it was th- trash. Think about it. Like, normally when Absolute we, trash. When, fun, fun trash, but trash. When we normally do these books, we stop and talk about themes themes what and what, what happened and we have like a little break to talk about a fun animal that we encountered we didn't have that in this book and i feel like cheated because yeah th- there was nothing nothing happened in this <laughs> <There's> book <nothing. laughs> like some of this book in one sentence because you can easily uh children kill a dust tornado monster yeah that's about it children fight tornado monster and not only that like things are left unresolved in a way that I'm not used to. Like, mm-hmm. what happened to Visser 3? 
He got he hosed down his bed. <laughs> like, like, yeah, that's all that happened is just like they escaped and he's just let him go. Yeah, he's like, like, all right, oh fine, whatever. Yeah, I guess my 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 pet will get you later. It's like they hit a page count and they're like, oh okay, and yeah, uh, it's, this is. Did you like it? I lo- here's the thing: the things I liked about this book were things that were in previous books. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked. The whales, because <laughs> yeah. I always like the whales. I like um, all the Tobias stuff. Yeah, uh, the Tobias stuff was good. I think there were some good lines actually, and some mm-hmm. good like not character stuff, but like no. just good interactions. Yeah, quips. Sure. Ish. Um, it was trash, but it was like entertaining trash. It yeah. wasn't boring. Like that's that's the thing. No, the first third sucked and was boring. Yeah. But like there, there were there were scenes in this book that like were entertaining at the very least. Like the mm-hmm. the whole thing in the cabin that cabin, was entertaining, yeah. if perplexing, <laughs> right? Right. I mean, like if we think about it, everything on the blade ship, yeah. If we think about that scene in the cabin specifically, ask why that was there thematically. Right. You you can't really answer it because um I can you like kind do you, of. Can, what what would what would be your justification for having that in the book? The best justification I could come up for that book, and this is a fucking reach. I know it's a fucking reach. It's someone. So Rachel's brain has been destroyed because of her interactions with the Andalite. Okay. This woman's brain has been destroyed because of her interactions with the Yurks. Both of them violent and crazy. Well, but I, both of them damaged irreparably. I'd say that you're giving the writers too exactly. Much credit. I'm, I said it was a fucking reach. Yeah, like, well, I mean, that that's not that's. I, I don't think, think it was then, intentional. That's just my brain trying to connect dots. I would say that, like, no, like that. That's not. That wasn't intended. Even if it was intended, that's still too far of a reach. I mean, but, like, I think it's just like we need scenes to happen, right? We need entertaining things. She to needs happen. to hear about Yerks somehow, so right. she can have. So that. we can have the the Yerk recap, right? Yeah, or. The control, the idea of controllers, right? Right. Which they like, mentioned earlier, but they didn't. Yeah, like they could have had something with Chapman. That would have made yeah. more sense. But like, you know, extend that whole thing out because, yeah. like, why even bring Chapman into the story? They didn't need to cut back to the Rachel in the cabin stuff. Yeah, they didn't need to cut to the Cassie stuff. To like, there was so much in here to cut that makes me think that, like, well, this is a cash grab. Like this entire book oh yeah was this just is, like. She paid, or someone cranked this shit out so that she could make extra money while writing the main series. Probably, right? Oh, of course, right. And what made it entertaining for me was seeing those, like how transparent that stuff was. Mm-hmm. Like the stuff in the cabin to me was entertaining because I just knew, like, oh, this is a one-off scene. We're not going to see this lady again. And isn't that really funny? <laughs> right. And it was. And she definitely was burnt alive. <laughs> she definitely was just burnt alive in a cabin. And isn't that kind of funny? And, like, the other entertaining scene was, like, Rachel's getting hit by a truck. We're not going to mm-hmm. come back to that again. <laughs> no. Uh, like, even, like, the whole stealing of the truck thing, I thought that was going to be, like, a bit more of a, a scene. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, we stole Cassie's dad's truck. That's yeah, going to get it, her in trouble. It gets one line later in the book. It's like, like oh, my dad thinks someone stole it. <laughs> true. Yeah. Well, like, who else would steal it except for the teens that were here? Right. And then we're not there. I, like, yeah. how inept are Cassie's parents? Like, makes I me mean, kind of wonder, like, what's inept. going on there? Um, huh. I like this book because it was a book I felt free to really tear to shreds. It's, yeah, this was awful. Just it was. no depth, surface level. 
if it were a movie, it might be fun to watch. Yeah, I would. I'd, I would say I'd that. forget about it. I think once she got like, when she got amnesia, that was the first like turn from it's so bad to it's so bad it's good. Mm-hmm. Like it, it made that leap of like, oh, they're really going for her. <laughs> they, <laughs> they went for like, it. It was, it was that diving into the pool where like, all right, I'm in. Let's go. Let's talk about That's, bringing some mummies. Uh, <laughs> comes whatever, a werewolf. Yeah. I was like, I was when I read the title Megamorph, I thought they were going to blend into each other to make like yeah. a single Megamorph, which they've laid the groundwork for. What with Axe absorbing all their DNAs, yeah. So like when I read the title Megamorph, I was expecting some like new morph. Or no, something. it just means everybody. Is, everybody is, talk. Really, everybody talk now. So yeah. the next Megamorph is going to be like the uh-huh. same format. Yeah. To go back to like the the question I posed at the beginning of this whole thing is. Mm-hmm. Could you do this well? <laughs> right? Could you have multiple characters talking in between chapters like this? Yeah, but it takes well? 10 years of film set up, and they have to be Captain America, Iron Man, the Hulk, and Thor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, about, uh, what about the Hulk? <laughs> we didn't get that Hulk movie that uh, we wanted. We did. Angley? Ed, Edward Norton. Don't you remember that Edward Norton mm, Hulk? I like that Angley Hulk more. The Angley Hulk was definitely better. Oh, this is going to piss some people off. Everybody hates the Angley Hulk, but yeah, it's, it's way it's superior. You have people like Harry Potter, too. And like, just oh. because it's more popular doesn't mean it's better. Amen. Yeah. You know what? I give this movie, or I give Megamorphs, yeah. six Angley Hulks out of ten. I give it 6.5 Angley okay. Hulks out of ten. Because um, there were no mutated poodles in this. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's that's Animorphin time. Did, oh, well, hold one. on, wait, like, hold on. I want to okay. get your yeah. opinion on this book first. It's not. <laughs> I mean, what did you think about Megamorphs? Would you recommend someone read Megamorphs? Yeah, you have to. Otherwise, one line in the next book doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I would. Yes, I would recommend it because it's a change of pace. It also sets a low bar. <laughs> Like, wait, so you're saying that this is, like, the kind of refresher? Because, like, yeah. we've been enjoying the book so far. Yeah. Like, at least I have. So, oh, yeah, for sure. Like, right? And so, like, this is kind of a way to ground you. So that way, once we get back into the good books again, we remind ourselves yes. how good a good Animorphs book can yes, be. Yes, <laughs> because, I mean, there's some real trash ahead, and this is the first of the trash. Mm, man. Because, I mean, I read the Axe book before I read this. Yeah, so did I, by Because the way. I totally forgot that... <laughs> this book came before the axe book and there was that line in the axe book about it and i was like oh yeah megamorphs so i was like kind of curious because i didn't mm-hmm. really remember what all the megamorphs was and coming off the axe book which is a good book yeah we'll get into it when we get coming to, the to this book this i mean <sighs> the things that happen some of them are cool and fun my surface level dumb idiot smooth brain liked that thought it was fun it, it it is fun. It's fun. There are fun moments, like Rachel busting up some cops. That was fun, right? It it's technically good, but it's not nourishing. I'm not a better person for having read this book, whereas some of the animorphs, I would say, made me a smarter, not smarter, more empathetic, thoughtful person. It had hard '90s cartoon vibes. <laughs> yeah. And the thing about like '90s cartoons is, right? They're technically fun right i enjoy watching them they have nothing they bring yeah. nothing of value those x-men guardians oh morph yeah or like a, a ninja turtles like okay here comes baxter stockman yeah and now he's gone the there's end. there's monsters on the pizza if you microwave the pizza the monsters show up the best episode <laughs> oh. because it had aliens in it, it had aliens um in it. but like 
so for 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 megamorphs um three or four more of these yeah it's it's you're right it's a good refresher to really it reminds you who the main audience is for this Mm, it is children children who love to see gore turn into hands yeah that's (laughs) good imagery and and birds shitting on on marco yeah i love to shit on marco and uh, with that, I think we should uh, wrap up the podcast. Yeah. Um, this is it. This is the end. <laughs> this is the end. We have nothing else to say. You did it. You yeah. got here. Hey. Uh, we got here. Yeah. We drank these big boys. We, uh, I did not finish my you big boy. You didn't finish your big boy? It's a big boy. I finished my big boy. Juicy Wally Wally. Loving it out west. And this is at Batesnoid on Twitter.com. I'm at Euphervo. And uh, this you is, can follow Animorphin Time, the podcast account. You can yeah, go to our website, like and subscribe. Like, like and subscribe. Hit the share button. Yeah, hit, hit <laughs> just found that hit and subscribe. Share share with your friends on Facebook because we we don't have Facebook. We don't have Facebook, <laughs> and I will never ever go back. Um, find find our MySpace page. No, they deleted those. I tried. We can make one. I make one. I don't do music. We can put like background music and have it be all in your head. <laughs> all in your head this would be a good time to play it but what are you gonna do well i'll, I'll play it in the background while we play it out um this, t- take it sleazy everybody yeah this is anamorphic time i'm tyler that's nate and take it sleazy all cops are yurks and whatever else we said um what was the best line of this book yeah remember the great ones everyone <laughs> yeah remember the yeah strange thought today huh <laughs>